0: Are we live are we lonely we are live we are live welcome ladies and gentlemen hello and welcome everyone good evening mike hello this is the tangent podcast tangents with colleen and mike What's up mike how are you
1: how are you doing colleen <sighs> almost good how was that was that professional fresh out of the <laughs> oven he's the only one who ever scared our dog Maybe because he's our tallest guest. He lives in a car and pitches his hobo look as a new Viking chic. He starts his world trip with Romania because his favorite metal
2: musicians are from here. Everyone, welcome, David. Whoop whoop. All right. thanks for having me. What's up, man? Uh, not much. I'm doing a podcast, I guess. Really? <laughs> Is this your first time? Dude, can we yeah. join? <laughs> yeah. Please. I want to be on a podcast. I've never been on a be podcast. Be my guest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're in a podcast. We're going to be in a podcast? Holy shit. Oh um. boy. David, thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Who who the fuck are
1: you? So, All right, before you answer that, let me just explain to Colleen as well, because yeah. I have no idea yeah. how, how you ended up being <laughs> I here. I met you like, what, 20 minutes ago? I said, I already love you, but I have no idea who oh, the fuck you, you are. <laughs> I went last week, I think, around noon to yeah. get a coffee from Cowork TM, shout out. Right. Um, Granular, their coffee brand.
2: Paula is amazing.
1: Paula is amazing. Shout out to her. She shout is to excited her. to listen to this episode. I think so. And I was there getting two coffees uh and then you were there and a bunch of people and i was like oh, whatever i don't think, i don't know these people so i just talked to paula and she was like oh mike here th- meet david he, you should have him on the podcast and i'm like all right and then we talked for five minutes and i'm like i love this dude all right sure <laughs> sweet. let's do it <laughs> and that's how you're here so yeah
2: happened fast yeah yes it yes, can, can be that simple
0: <laughs> not, a, not a huge origin story, but a good one. No, no. Well, it's not about the length. We're
2: going to learn about the origin story now. I guess. Oh, my God. Who created Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I did a Reddit AMA once, and uh, that was one of the main questions. Are Who the you fuck Bruce are Wayne? you doing Reddit AMAs? <laughs> <laughs> Who's <That's> following n- <laughs> you? Wait. Dude, that's a long time ago when Reddit AMAs had kind of, I don't know, like, relevance, I suppose. You know, when they weren't like... Uh, 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 edited and you know with a, a chance for famous. Yeah, it was, to like yeah, yeah exactly. famous it was like 2000. Yeah, exactly. It was like 2010 or something. Like Snoop oh, Dogg around that time when he did, did his first did. AMA and became an absolute yeah, legend. Yeah,
1: what not he like he was a moderator on R slash Trees, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: now he is, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Schwarzenegger came on there. You know, those he two did. really knew how to rock the crowd. And then like Snoop Dogg, like say, hey, what's your favorite type of cereals? I'm flipping this AMA, and people just lost their shit. You know, it's <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh <laughs> it was the year when the guy did the double dick dude uh, AMA, which turned out to be fake, unfortunately. But I've heard was, about that. Double yeah, big, it was on the 1st of January. Yeah, yeah. Everybody like, came out of their New Year stupor, <laughs> and that was the first thing they saw on the internet. It was, oh, my uh, god. That, like that sounds like Reddit. That sounds like Reddit. I'm not going there anymore.
1: <laughs> what? Really? It's like my favorite place to go on. I mean, I, I hate the redesign it's, and the whole microtransaction-y thing that they did. Oh, I didn't even know they do that. No, it's... Oh, it's, they did.
2: I, I stay away as much as I can from the online sphere because... I have extreme attention deficit problems and just the internet is just one thing that just sucks me down into its warm Really? Order, and I just get even less done than I already get done. So I have that problem. That's yeah. why my
1: shits take 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because of fucking TikTok and Instagram Reels.
2: You do TikTok? Yeah. Oh man. The thing is, you know, there is a rule. If you're older than 18 and you use TikTok, you're basically you forfeit your right to live. We, we talk. We, <laughs> wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank That's... you. Somebody. Somebody finally <laughs> understands. Because I always
0: joke that I'm the last millennial not to have TikTok installed mm, on their phone. Fuck, man. I'll die on that. It's hill. not even there's a millennial thing. No
2: TikTok. Seriously. It, it's
0: not even a millennial thing. It's a Gen Z thing. But TikTok. I'm the last millennial. Like everybody I know has it.
1: Oh, okay. Jesus. It's, I know, I know. We okay. talked about this previous, uh, before on the podcast. Right. It's just, some of it is extremely creative, and I, I really appreciate man, that. Man, it must
2: be, like, hidden so fucking well, because what I've been exposed to is just such bottom-of-the-barrel content. I don't know, I'm man. It's like, shit, like, like, like my, my secret
0: is simple. You just go to, to Instagram, and you look at
2: Reels, because everything it's that's on Reels is yeah. basically
0: the cool stuff on TikTok. Oh, okay. Or yeah. you look at the shit that I send you. Yeah,
2: that's the last social media thing I have, All and right. I just have that because... Uh, Instagram yeah because it was like uh, a creative outlet and like uh yeah a friend just told me hey look put yourself out there people won't hate what you put out there and mm. you know just because i was really self-conscious about you my have a writing... shitload
1: of black and white pictures
2: yeah yeah that's that's my thing i really love black and white it's okay. just i don't like color just uh, i mean i do like it when people know what to do with it but you know i'm just really distracted by it like when i see stuff mm. i immediately see the texture and what i want to capture and the shadows patterns and stuff like that and uh yeah, it just naturally gravitated towards it and it just became a thing, yeah.
1: That's cool. That's, I, I read a few years ago this, like, because I, I went for the whole thing, attention deficit and all that shit, mm. with social media. Mm. And uh, I was reading a lot, of, well, you know, wasting time reading about how to not waste more time online, <laughs> as you do. And one of the cool tricks was that you can, uh, all phones, all smartphones have this feature where you can turn it to, like, grayscale. And I tried doing that. You can turn your whole phone to be grayscale, just black and white. Hmm. And I did that. But it's like, well, I spend a lot of time on Instagram watching pictures of mostly hot yeah, that's all useless, really. Well, yeah. How, how <laughs> should that help?
0: Why would it help? It would be great. Because,
1: yeah. like, you know, the, the colors are designed Less dopamine to, because yeah, less colors? D- yeah, less... Co- d- they <laughs> use specific colors for specific things to tr- attract your attention. So if you don't see the colors, they're all graceful, then it's I like, mean,
0: it makes sense, but yeah, if everything is black and white, nothing is black and white, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh... He,
1: he... That's his
2: mm. fucking... He does... He has smarts. <laughs> he has that and a six-pack. We, we, we're going to get along, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I already know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. while well, both of you are drinking at the same time sorry there's yeah. also a cool yeah. thing that you do with the thing taking out collards out of images there's a whole creative process of just imposing limits on the thing and you are more creative because you have less yeah, one, opportunity to do it. Absolutely, oh. the, yeah. it,
2: there's my, one of my favorite sayings is really related to that. It's uh, I got it from a photographer, uh, Alan scheller and he said, uh, "Limitation, uh, no liberation through limitation." Because wow. I was I was thinking of oh, getting a camera, and I knew that I should get this black and white camera, which is really specific and only does black and white camera uh, black and white photos. And I thought, oh fuck, should I really get this? Like it's gonna be limitation. But when he said this limi- uh, liberation to limitation thing, just immediately flipped the switch. And, and I was you like, got yeah, okay, it. yeah, I got it. And that's yeah. how you take your pictures for that. Would no, that I I say <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole. I keep my best pictures, my best work to myself, and I don't put it on Instagram. In, in, in Germany, we have a saying. It's called a "Pallen for die Zoya It's pearls to the swines, basically. And wow, and oh, and, and, and nice. <laughs> I like that. And nice. it's like it's like you know, I mean, Instagram just the format, the intention span, and stuff. I mean, I have no doubt that some wouldn't enjoyed and look at it. It's just it's it's such a small thing. you can't really like dwell in front of the picture. Have you heard of unsplash? No
1: it's unsplash is a website where people like that who take pictures and stuff like right. that. Uh, it's a platform where you put your pictures up. And uh, th- the whole purpose is that they're meant to be free to use to anyone. Yeah, and they're all really high quality, like really beautiful pictures wow, and like cool. all kind of shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, okay, I should do they're that. They're all like four K pictures and stuff, really beautiful. You know, it's hit and miss depending on who took of the course. photo or whatever. Oh no, but that's it's, cool though. It's that's like a platform cool. where you put those photos and you you know you get likes and comments and whatever. Okay. But it's not it's not a yeah because like I didn't want it's to
2: do a blog because like it's just too yeah, self but the whole idea is that uh, people who who
1: go on that website can use your images it's like a whatever free to use fucking
0: life for
2: exposure yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) exposure doesn't pay the bills Uh, Exactly. fuck that yeah yeah Yeah. i have no illusions that my i'll never make any money with my photos it's just that uh i don't know there's something uh like as a kid growing up like it was really difficult for me to get any relationship with reality around me anyways And just the camera just allows me to put my dreamy side and the reality around me. They just meet in the camera and I just... You know, sometimes magic stuff happens. It's really, really cool. I, I have a lot of fun with with that.
1: When I look at you, I'm getting real strong Sean Penn in *The Secret Life of Walter Midi vibes. Jesus. Do You know
2: that? Do you see that movie? I haven't, because I expected that to be like the worst of Terrence Malick and Instagram and uh, bullshit. Uh, it is inspiration my, quotes. It's my favorite movie it's of all f- time. <laughs> 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 it's my favorite Boom. movie of all time. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Went right there. No, but it's okay. <laughs> one of my favorite movies is *Kung Fu Panda*, and people make fun uh, of me for that all no, the time. So. It's is great, dude. Yeah, the, it's such a great Chinese movie. The Chinese
1: government said that, that, like, how did fucking Westerners make a better movie about Chinese culture than we did? I think, I think <laughs> the studio I was amazing. It. That as good
0: as a cultural reference? Apparently, I don't dude. Know. It's I so know. amazing. It's good. I've it's seen it. It's such.
2: It's the only animation movie that has so much detail and beauty in it that yeah. you love to look at it. Really, it's so fucking beautiful. And just the dialogue, everything about that movie is perfection. All right. So
1: there's someone on TikTok, right, <laughs> doing. <laughs> Snippets of uh, what the fuck is the frog's name? The, the turtle's tortoise, uh, name. Master Uguay, man. Oogway, right. So he does Uguay quotes, but he's like quoting like titty jokes and shit over <laughs> what he says. He's like, "Ooh, if you me, you're gonna get he's, a titsey something." He's, 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 he's selling, he's you he's selling, it you selling you well. Holy shit! <laughs> 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 <giving it> <laughs> <laughs> the wild fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get TikTok now. <laughs> really I'll show you a bunch that. of them
0: after, and then you decide if you like it or not. Just, just use Reels. Right. It's the gateway drug to it. But I have not yet installed TikTok, so we can do, you can if you have to, that level of to this state, Instagram
1: Reels shows me more cleavage than TikTok does
0: because you've orchestrated everything oh on yeah, Instagram to give you only cleavage. Why the fuck
2: would you expose yourself to even more sexual innuendo on? on he social has a media? backwards explanation for it. I have an explanation for that. Tell
1: me because you know that social media is like addictive in that bad sense of like uh, false expectations of reality. Yeah. So no I just orchestrated <laughs> to be a porn hub. Because then it's like, I'm not going to see famous, beautiful b- people doing whatever, being like, oh, I hate my life because I'm not like that. I'm just going to see tits. And it's like,
2: well, that I means mean, nothing I mean, whatever to me. floats your boat, man. I mean, <laughs> it's literally never been easier to get a picture of, uh, of naked women these days. So I guess. Uh, yeah, but they're
1: more real on Instagram. Really? Because they're not like you made s- to be sexual as in porn. They're just hot chicks. They are, but women
2: are not not, not sexualized on Instagram at (laughs) all. I'm not sure if you're
0: that naive or you just want it to be. No, it's like
2: I can see who the brain in this operation is already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I wanted to introduce myself, I guess. Yes. Yeah, we needed your bornness in tangent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's. that's, uh, I guess I'm David from Germany. Uh, I was born there, but my mom is uh, French. So I went to a French school there. Uh, I grew up bilingual. Um, eventually, I switched to a boarding school where classes were in English. And uh, I just connected to people who were mostly English-speaking. So hung out with them and, yeah, just gravitated towards that language. And uh, a lot of stuff happened in between. And now I'm here. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the shortest summary I can give. Well, so we got like, a lot of time to spare. You
0: don't need to make it that short. <laughs> yeah, we got time to unpack everything. But you promise you're going to tell us why the fuck you're here.
2: Right. I guess that's a good place to start. Uh, I was in Belgrade uh, visiting a friend. And I uh, got a call from another friend from Budapest who I met at a Meshuggah concert uh, many Holy years shit. before. Oh, yeah. You're that kind of dude. Oh, yeah. I'm that kind of dude. And uh, and uh, it was like the greatest fucking concert ever because they played literally every single favorite song of mine in that set it was absolutely amazing everybody took their shirts out it was a crazy mosh pit it was amazing nice. and uh he called me and I said dude mishuk is playing in in budapest again do you want to join it's in two weeks i'm like yeah i want to see that but fuck i don't want to spend two weeks in belgrade like belgrade is nice but you know i kind of like seeing what i had to see and wanted to move on so I looked at a map and I thought, oh, okay, like this Timisoara thing is like. Romania place It's basically It's basically, basically just like a little kink away from Budapest in two weeks, you know, maybe. Uh, and I always wanted to go there because, like I said, uh, my favorite metal musicians are from here. And uh, I are just. Who uh, uh, Hupo Gramos and Sol Faur from uh, formerly Nigura Bunjet and now Dodi Duch. Uh okay. Yeah, and uh, they 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 really made music that really impacted me on a very very profound level. One and of my uh, one of my coworkers is Inia's boyfriend,
1: Inia Dinia from Negura. The
2: uh, that's singer. the new Negura. I don't give a shit about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not the new new. No. Not, not no, the no, new no, new, but not. it's just slightly new. Uh,
2: the slightly new after the split. I
1: remember her hearing of her when I was in high school, so like ten years ago uh is that still considered new
2: yeah okay my bad i think so i think they broke cool. up after ohm yeah i think the re-releases came around it, it must be around that time during so he's probably right, part right fair of enough the new... okay Never but mind, maybe then. not I, I i don't know no, I but don't know. Uh, i know that uh, those two uh well yeah they just released a new album uh hmm. hard and it's uh, by far the best shit i've heard in how did you end up hearing about negura bunjet uh, those were the glory days of metal forums on the internet, PHP, oh, where of you course, could, yes. where you could, where you could, you know, where where, where basically all of uh, adolescent metal fans got together and yep. uh, basically described bands based on being awesome or on being uh, related to homosexual uh, slander. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I yeah, do. like... I wish, I wish I could go back to that forum, delete everything that could be somewhat associated with my usernames. That was mm. that was like free zone, you know, free speech zone. And it showed.
1: Well, back <laughs> in the day, that was the internet. Yeah, ba-
2: yeah, that was it's the internet. Holy wish. shit. Like, basically, it was, it's amazing that people are surprised where there's so much hate on the internet. Because there's always been a lot of hate yeah. on the internet. Especially when it came to music. So, yeah. Uh, an American actually introduced me to them. And uh, mm. then they played a show in Munich. And I went there. And it was one of the most amazing shows I've seen because it just... I was a really, really angry, like an angsty and very anxious uh, young man or child, you could say, back then. And, uh, but that, that concert gave me some fucking respite, you know? It just really opened my, mind, my eyes to what it feels to... Mm, I don't know. It just felt like a more graceful perspective on reality as a whole during the concert. And it was really just... Really? Amazed. During one concert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it was... What the
1: fuck do they sing about that it's that enlightening
2: well you tell me you know what doriduch means <sighs> it's such Is that a too abstr- high a concept for you it's <laughs> an
1: abstract thing man how, how would you explain well, it well yearning That's, of I have the no soul yeah. no
2: longing of the spirit right yeah exactly and the guru abunjet like they were at that time they were they started out as a black metal band classic but yeah they really evolved into this uh, you know they really evolved into uh uh, uh bringing in all this amazing ambient folk song yep. sound into their music and really making it a part of it a lot of sort of and, romanian know, yeah 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 like you know with the butchum and, ev- yeah. butch and everything yeah, 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 yeah. and uh you know they have like this this wood thing that they hit on and you know, is this... my favorite song
1: from negura oh because it has a really long intro that's like this fucking bam, ambiental noise and sound yeah. and shit so and you know what, sound, you, know what what's, yeah, exactly. yeah, you know what yeah exactly you know what sound they have yeah, and
2: uh and uh yeah i mean it was a tiny little club and it was really uh it was really small and uh no but it was a magical night really and the coolest thing is that uh years later i realized that uh, my my uh, my best friend he was there too but we wouldn't meet until like you know five years later so uh so that was really cool that we're there in the same place but uh yeah that (laughs) that 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 concert literally uh changed my life because uh i went to the band after and i was like the was that and uh Well, the singer just explained to me that, uh, you know, it's what they try to do, you know, just kind of make people connect with the different kind of consciousness that is just a little more at peace and stuff. And that just kind of planted the seed in my head of what I wanted to do and uh, wanted to explore more deeply.
0: I need to listen to that. Because I'm anything but a metal hell. you're not gonna like it. I'm not gonna like it. No. It depends which album. Okay, I'm gonna study. To. It's way in that too case. metal for you. I'm gonna study it. In that I think
2: case. honestly, I think uh, I think uh, Romanians would be astonished that such an amazing band comes from here. I mean, a lot of people don't yeah. even know it. And you have you have amazing musicians here inside. Like holy shit, Silibidachi comes from Romania. I mean, who? You don't know who Sidi is. The greatest conductor, orchestra con- conductor of the 20th century. That's
0: yeah. why. I know, I knew the name, but I couldn't associate it with anything. Oh, he's the brains. Told he's you. he's, he's I just... fucking...
2: He's, man, he lives music on a, like, a transcendental level. Like, really, it's... Pff, that guy, he's, he is music, really. He's, he just lives wow. it in a way that's just... You should watch him just, you know, waving the stick yeah. and, you know, just... <laughs> oh, man, that guy is just amazing. Like, I need to take notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a
0: bunch of notebooks behind you yeah, i will i will i I'll, 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 I'll lie to myself that i will mm. remember this you won't i won't. You won't but i was lying i didn't want to interrupt you right there but when you said that your yeah. best friend was at that concert you only meet five years later yeah like we have been in the same grade school and high school and we only met after <laughs> like we know each other for like three years yeah that's so cool. we went to the same like middle school same high school then i went to london and then i came back and then
1: yeah. we worked together and that's how we finally met
0: Wow. That was the craziest thing. that I, After, I don't know, you, you won't come in, came into the office, and after two weeks or something, you're yeah. just seeing you it was right in front of me, like, I'm going to go say hello to the new guy. Like, you, I feel like I have to. And <laughs> I are like, hey, new guy, my name is Kaleen. Like, he she just looked like me blandly. Oh, so, pity so, grease. I know you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, knew, I knew him. Like, okay, I recognized him. Okay. What the him? fuck you know me? <laughs> I'm not
2: that famous. <laughs> but there's even the craziest synchronicity, which we only found out about this year. I have a scar here on my chin, and I got it from uh, jumping over a mound and there was a bench behind, and I just crashed right into the bench and Ooh. knocked my, 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 my thing on the edge. And I was like six years old or something. Oh, okay. And this year, he told me he was there when that happened. What the fuck? Yeah. How? Dude, he was. It was. It was a, it was a playground, you know. Place. Yeah, yeah. It was a, oh. a playground of that of that block, you know. And all the kids would play football there, ride their bicycles, go on swings and stuff like that. And it was only and this year. Is like,
0: holy shit, that was you? I was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> How bad did you smash your face? That this guy remembered oh, it, from six it <laughs> years? <laughs> You're an idiot.
2: It bled pretty perfect Like if I shaved, you could still see the scar. It's like this long. It's so oh, uh, shit, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh uh, shit, yeah. yeah. But anyways, wow. uh, I came crazy. here to Timisoara. I just took a bus and uh, got a hostel. My first exposure to a Romanian person a was a, yeah from Belgrade. How do you have a car? Yeah, but I didn't have it back then. That's a uh, nuke. That's, this oh, is this the is first like... Time. This is two years ago. Right, right. okay. And um, my first exposure at the hostel of a Romanian person was a former heroin addict, which was great. he spoke Spanish, so we got along. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just dropped my things there, and I walked around for two, three days, just trying to get a feel of the city, you know, finding out what's up. Even attended mass at the cathedral because you know I wow. yeah because the liturgy singing like really like well, what it's the fuck it's
1: loud all over I was like
2: yeah. yeah yeah I was like okay the gold sucks but like I like the singing and yeah. uh, but then uh, I kind of didn't know what to do and I messaged uh, Sergio Ponti who was uh, who was a drummer for Dodec for some time. And uh, asked him, "Hey, I know that you met your wife here in uh, Timisoara. Do you? you I mean, not because of the wife, but I just wanted. To, I just wanted to know, like, where <laughs> Did you? You introduced me to a bunch of girls from Romania. What the Romanian chick said. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, he 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 told me, "Oh yeah, you should go to this place that has beer and vinyl. And there's also this place called. Uh Yeah, exactly. That's I never went place? there, but I went uh, to this other place. He told Skirts. me about, which was good. Yeah. And." Uh, so I went there and uh, I got drunk one time. I got drunk a second. Oh yeah, and he told me you have to meet a guy called Ovi there, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just say hi for me and you know take it from another. Okay, cool. You know Ovi not there first day, second day, third day. You know I get drunk like every night because I meet some other people. It Was really nice, and I thought oh, it cool bar here. Yeah. And uh, eventually he was there, and I said, hey, uh, uh, are you Ovi? He said, yeah. Uh, uh, Sergio says hi. I said, hey, you Neil know Sergio? I said, yeah, yeah a little bit. And he just sat me down, put a bottle of white wine, and you know we just
0: talked away. Talk. Tell me
2: everything. Not that much, even, but you know we just had a really good time, just sharing stories and uh, and uh, drinking. And uh, uh, what I didn't know is I was kind of like occupying a seat that is kind of for the regulars, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and that's when you became friend, a regular, <laughs> kind of. You know, <laughs> it's like it sticks to you. you know? <laughs> good, see, good, yeah. good seat. But I think what really, what really, uh, what really uh, cemented my connection to Romania was a Kodru festival. Uh, that was two years ago, and it was Codru. Kodru festival, yeah. I've you know, never, never heard, heard of, of it. Ah, oh, Paz played yeah. there. A couple of other bands. It was fun, but it was way too fucking hot. It was like three days of like 42 degrees. It was absolute insanity. Welcome to Romanian shit. summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. holy yep. shit! It was it was it was terrible. But after three days, then we said, hey, come on, we should uh, we should uh, we should go to a river, you know, do some bolachella and uh, you know,
3: <laughs> eat <laughs> some <Balicella>. food, <laughs>
2: eat some food, you know, and just relax a bit and blah. So we go to the river. We cook some breakfast, you know. Nice. Two other friends were there too, and uh, uh, we play like volleyball. There was also swing, which was great, you know, nice. like child stuff you know Uh, and there was a bridge and uh and uh, suddenly he says uh, hey david go up there and uh, i'm gonna hold the frying pan right here you're gonna go up there and you're gonna take a shit and i'm gonna catch it with a frying pan no way
1: (laughs) no (laughs) way (laughs) (laughs) you gotta be shitting me (laughs) he has to he had to you gotta be shitting me! I was, how I good was, your shoot aim? <laughs> I, I want to know.
2: I honestly felt like, okay, maybe this is just something Romanians do, you know, and like nope, it's no. just it's just the four of us, you know. It's just like you know, it's probably. I can thing.
1: attest for that. That would never work because I get the <laughs> shits a lot, and I would never be able to aim.
2: Oh right. Well, that's uh, that's what I spat down for, you know. I was kind of like seeing how the flight pattern was because of wind and everything, oh, the, you like know? golfing. And right? he was like looking up, you know, and like looking where it dropping and he's like, "Okay, perfect, do it." And uh you know, putting you my did pants it? On. Yeah, of course I did it. Of course, <laughs> it was, <laughs> dude! I swear to God! I swear <laughs> to God! The minute he caught it, he caught it right. <laughs> of,
3: course of course he caught it. it. Of
2: course he caught it, and I swear to God, we we're laughing so fucking much. I had like a mini depression the next day because. All my fucking serotonin was spent in that laughter yeah. really I had I had fucking I had fucking sore muscles in the back of my head. oh my God because it got even worse. There was like the laughter first after the thing happened you know after we calmed down what I didn't know is that my friend Luca made a video.
1: Oh, and no. I thought,
2: like, okay, this stays between us, right? <clears throat> <laughs> right. <laughs> we arrive to fucking, we, we go to fucking Skirts, and Obi, the first thing he does is he grabs a blackboard, writes the entire story on the fucking blackboard, says at the end, there's a video. Everybody wants to see Did the video, be- of course. <laughs> and before I know it, <laughs> just, you know, uh, I was kind of, uh, felt like being made. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the connection I made Holy with uh, Romania. And uh, I basically fell in love wow. with the country because I come from a place that is. The exact opposite of that. Uh, not very... I mean... No shitting in front of I'm not... So, no. <laughs> no, it's just... Uh, how can I say this? Uh, very post 45 guilt. Yes. Oh, we can talk... I can talk about this all night, <laughs> but I don't want to because yeah, yeah, Germany is just yeah. fucked <laughs> and right. when it comes to emotional stuff. It's a, it's a great country and there's so much stuff that is so amazing. It's just really unfortunate that we can't enjoy it the way I think we could... Because we have a lot of baggage that just doesn't get worked through. Because this Third Reich thing like took a massive dump in our collective consciousness. Conscious. I think it's, and it's your
1: own version of Yanteloven. We talked about that uh, on a different episode. It's like the Nordic countries have this thing of like guilt of being alive. Of like you're not supposed to be better than anyone else. You should be the same as everyone else. It's kind of socialist, but they have this like cultural thing. Really? Yanteloven? Yeah. Whoa! I never heard about that. Yeah, he's smart. Also I know, smart. I know, I know, moments. I know about this because, <laughs> wow. because I learned about it from video games. <laughs> yeah, because like that's why they don't have any games companies in Nordic countries, any or any big ones or famous ones. What are you talking
2: about? Dice doesn't exist in your world.
1: Well, whatever, man. They don't <laughs> have like <laughs> oh,
2: Battlefield is a minor franchise. Who the fuck, fuck them. Battlef- <laughs>
1: like, who ma- where's Dice from? Dice is Swedish, bro. I don't fucking know.
2: Okay. <laughs> what do you know? What companies? <laughs> this is fucking really. Colin, can you know please that. take over here? <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not good with video games. But by the end of
0: the day, he actually learned from. It, so doesn't yeah. really matter. Uh-huh. Like that's the, exactly that's the whole problem. The fact that he doesn't know about Dice that's the whole problem. Why it justifies why he knows about Nyanta Lovin from there. Ah.
1: Continue. Continue. Oh, it's just because, like, they
0: don't... <laughs> Explain okay, fine. What- Except for Dyson, whatever.
1: <laughs> they don't have, like, indie startup. They don't have this, like, startup crazy let's make games and shit like that because it's not in their sort of culture of, like look at us how cool we are. And we make Dude, games you talk, you
2: talk as a Romanian, you're talking about the Nordic countries. Like Germany talks about Bulgaria and Romania. Really? You do realize that. Yeah. It's like, they don't have that. They don't have that. Dude, of course they have that. They what probably the do. Have a friend working at that.
1: I have a bunch of <laughs> in friends <Stockholm>. making <laughs> games
2: about that too, but I don't see them like being
1: all over the, like we're rockstar and we're bad. Yes. We do, and... Because
2: they're cordial and not such fucking insuff, insufferable insuff- pieces yeah, of exactly. shit. Like everyone in the, yeah. in the European in startup the UK, scene, really. <laughs> jesus fucking christ talk about <laughs> the, <That's true. laughs> the most annoying breed of uh people you could uh, possibly like meet sometimes
1: uh, hustle nation right? yeah yeah we exactly. talked about that last episode i think about hustle, hustle nation made. how yeah, much i don't like gary whatever his gary v is. yeah not fan.
2: No, my uh my my biggest uh my biggest uh uh how do you say my biggest pet peeve yeah mm. with uh startup people is uh A lot of people that I met, I was like, oh, do you meditate? Do you meditate? (laughs) I'm like, uh, well... I did, yeah. They're usually and the most crazy people out there. Yeah, yeah, and you have to, oh, dude, you have to do it because, like, you know, it's going to get the last, get like, new percentage point of, the last yeah. percentage points of your productivity you can get. It. And I was like, whoa, dude. Like, meditating for the purpose of being a badass entrepreneur is not really what this is well, all about. Well, it's basically
0: the whole stereotype of CEOs mm-hmm. going into ayahuasca retreats yeah. just to f- figure out the best way of, uh, sort of the best feature uh, for a new
2: app.
1: Hold on, I'm curious now because you said that. You threw it out there. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did I meet you at Cowork?
2: Because uh, my friend Christina brought brought me there. From, right? Uh,
1: Did you meet people like that there?
2: Uh, where
1: at, uh, at cowork? Like no, you, well, no, no. Not actually, cowork specifically. No, but actually,
2: I was really surprised because like when she says a cowork space for like startup people and everything, I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> exactly. So that was not your experience. Uh, yeah, no, I I have prejudice uh, because I I do admit it and it's terrible and I'm working on it. I, I really try because they're super smart and really great mm. and you know people working on really. Really trying to get good decisions, uh, good new innovations yep. out there is just that there's. It's like with everything, it's 80-20, right? You got twenty percent good stuff, you have eighty percent just utter bullshit, and uh, <laughs> the startup scene is no is no different from uh, from everybody else. That's true. Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, uh, they they seem really uh, they seem to be working on cool stuff, and they're, they're very friendly chill. and they're really chill. Yeah, but you know they don't like fucking like bind it on your nose. You know, it looks like their job. It not does, They don't make. I haven't met anyone yet that makes it their identity yet, you know, or I haven't okay. like, gotten to know them that that's well. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that's always a big difference. If you do something because it's fun to do, or if you do it because you need it, because you need it to fortify your identity, your sense of who you are or whatever. I always think that your job is a terrible place to start for that. So... It's like I
1: mean, the Bo Burnham thing with the so why do you fucking white rich fucking white people make everything about yourselves with right. the self-actualization thing? Oh dude, that, that inside is, uh, thing
2: was a piece of absolute genius. I've seen it like Ew. five times. Dude, now. It's gonna go down as the greatest, like one of the greatest diagnoses of of, of what's well, twenty first century culture in yeah. the West, uh in So it's it's so succinct, piffy, perfect, and meta as fuck and gets like at the end it gets like really otherworldly you know when he's like making it look like he's going outside but he's still in this room like holy shit yeah set up that tiny little room to make it look like that like that guy is nothing short that of a funny genius. feeling really mm-hmm. like i don't know what he did in this therapeutic process but it unlocked incredible <laughs> artistic potential <laughs> yes. in him like that's so clear very inspirational yeah yeah very, very inspirational. inspirational awesome role model for younger people absolutely and i love that he went from being this, you know, because it's so easy to just make fun of other people, yeah, or making fun of shit that you think is like bad or whatever. That's really that's the lowest hanging fruit of humor, but he really evolved, and I he did, he did, and I and I respect the fuck out of that. Like, go, Bo Burnham, like, go, you. I hope I wish him all the best. Really, he's, yeah, man. he's really amazing. Yeah, um, I was
0: I always wanted to attribute the of these not. Not all, but part of that success, like, I haven't, you know, you said you heard how he actually went through the whole creative process of the whole thing. But if I understood it correctly, like, he actually spent time, a lot of time in that room. And you can see it, it's depicted at some point, like, how terribly bored he was, like, almost
2: bored. Well, that's the thing, because you can never
1: tell in in the movie, you can never tell what is a joke and what is actually him going mad. Oh, you can't?
2: Because, I mean... Could you? I mean, I went through a similar process, so I think the parts where he sits there and is just really like you can really seem like falling apart. I you think that's real? To me, it felt really real. Unless I mean, either he's such good, such good an actor that I could really connect to that, or because you know, often it's kind of weird because like if you record the real thing. It doesn't look real, and if it's an actor, you know, tweaking it a little bit, then it feels real. Like it's a little. Uh, I think, I think don't it's know. both.
1: I think I think it's yeah both because I, I think he just left the cameras on. Right, right, and then yeah. he montaged it together to, to to send that message. Yeah, a
2: friend told me he pulled it together in a couple of months, though, and it didn't take him a year. And I just told him like, really because I'm like, see, worki- exactly
1: that's the thing <laughs> you don't fucking know.
2: I want to kill that guy for that. How the fuck can you be (laughs) so talented? Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Okay, I I see. It, It really threw it on its head for me when at the end the goodbye song is recorded very early on. Did you notice that? When the, the last song the goodbye song yeah. starts with him early in the pandemic when he, he didn't have ha- long hair and it switches between that and him playing it again oh, at the end
2: I'm an oblivious watcher these are the oh, kinds okay. of details that completely <laughs> elude me because I'm like <laughs> so emotionally engaged like you know I'm just busy with yeah, yeah, my yeah. emotions when I watch something <laughs>
0: oh but it's, such a, it's such a cool <laughs> idea like he's right he starts uh, he said in the beginning when he started recording the, the what's it called the goodbye song yeah, yeah, yeah the goodbye song it was just a draft yeah. And he over over showed himself now and the first draft and they went along and then the the newer, the lightest version of Bo Burnham just continues the whole yeah, thing.
1: Right. I only know this 'cause cause I was I was out of my mind when I watched it. Right. And uh I've too. watched after, <laughs> I watched like five or six analysis yeah. videos and philosophy, whatever shit on it. And mm. that's how I know like all these small details and whatever. Cause ah, I cool, would cool. know
2: about that. No, but it's really, a, especially, especially the song about the internet, he, uh, oh, wait, yes. the line, here's a nine year old that dies just killed me. I was just like, oh my God. That's probably killed the nine year old as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Really? It's yeah. a little bit of a, like everything. All
0: the time. You can actually feel the HDHD mm. that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. I've been I've been thinking about when he says uh
1: apathy is a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Right. And that really that really hits me personally because it's that whole thing of like you know how we talk always about like uh, creativity and getting into the flow state. Mm. And that's exactly what media uh social media prevents is letting you get bored.
2: Uh yeah, because, because you
1: only get in those states of creativity they, when you're bored and social media does not let you get bored ever. They have they 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 because pulled it's keeping
2: off, you engaged. They pulled off this amazing thing. That they monetize people's attention span. That's which is, what the internet is. is. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which Facebook is well, doesn't social media sell you anything, It just wants you. to be there. It's. I stand in awe of the genius of it all. But of course, it's, it's all psychology it's, it's, and economy. It's a fucking. It's a. It's a disaster for 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 graceful civilization. Let's put it this way. It's you yeah. know... It's, it's people who are going to continue to survive. It's just that, you know, I, I'm not sure that this is the best version of us. <laughs> that's what Bo <Beau> said, right? <laughs> but uh, but you know who <laughs> predicted all this? Uh, a guy called uh, David Foster Wallace. I don't know. Have you heard about him? Ooh, he,
1: no. Uh, I've heard that name. He, he, he's you, an American he writer Amer- or something?
2: Yeah, 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 He's an American writer. And, uh, what uh, the fuck did
1: he write? I, did he really has a little
2: thing uh, called uh, Infinite Jest. Oh, I, that's why. You yeah. heard about it? Of course. It's on my reading list. Is it? But I'm really scared to read it. Uh, I can. Uh, it's one of those I books can that makes you that. go
1: back and forth between chapters and reread. It has end notes. It has
2: almost four hundred eight a- end notes. It's it's yeah. a huge. It's Fuck, It's yeah. not yeah, a no. pleasant. Like a meta experience it is a huge it. fucking pain in the s three. I read yeah. it in lockdown this year. You read Fine, it. I read it.
1: What? What? And tell us about it. <laughs> Spoil it. I don't know. Whatever. Spoil it. I, I can't. Care. I can't. It's I've spoiled like five movies, two episodes. Look, man, ago. <laughs> there
2: is like a whole chapter of twenty-four pages where he's talking where he's describing a father and a son carrying a mattress from one room in the other. Okay. And it's 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 not about what happens in the book. It's about it's about how stylistically the The mindset he's putting you in like have you ever sat in front of a tv at 3 a.m just desperately zapping for something interesting oh yes it reads like that and for 1200 pages and it just really like brings you so close to your own uh it's basically it's about it's about mental health problems addiction and entertainment and how these three are interlinked and, wow. and it's basically about this movie called *Infinite Jest*, made made by this uh, by this uh, director, uh, Jameson Condensa, and uh, basically how different factions want that movie to wage war on each other because like America is at war with Quebec and because the Americans are throwing like toxic waste with catapults into Canada and stuff like <laughs> that. Yeah, fuck? dude, it's such it's such a, it's such a crazy book, and a lot of this I only got when I read like the explanation because like the style is so. It, it's really, it's like, it's, 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 it's like, you know how acid feels, right? It's basically. Maybe. <coughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I've been told the stories. <laughs> I've read on. I read line. on the internet that acid. <laughs> 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 over, this one time I went on 4chan and. Uh, mm. Yeah. this reliable source on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just really, it's just really, I mean, this is what it did to me. And. Uh, um, wow. I. I just read it. I, I read it because I just wanted to say that I read it, and I never thought that I could get anything out of it because I saw interviews with David Foster. One of these guys like, way too fucking, smart. but holy shit! I don't know if it was a lockdown situation and stuff, but it really, it really tied up so many topics for me together. Uh, I mean, at the end, by the end of the book, I was really able to confront some of the stuff that I completely ignored about myself, and I finally acknowledged that shit, which was uh, very. Very sad, because I ignored that shit, and it hurt me unnecessarily and uh but it really made me embrace parts of myself that were not great, you know and uh he also he also he makes so much fun of this whole like self improvement process, <laughs> like not fun like he's he acknowledges that it's like an essay, and therapy helps and stuff like that but he he's showing like the uh the pathological parts of it too, you know like when you stick too long to therapy like if you rely on your therapist or your your counselors to make decisions for you. If you can't disentangle yourself, what happens, you know? Uh, What happens if you are sober for a long time and suddenly pride slips in, you know? And then Uh you look down on people who, like, try to get sober and get their shit together, you know? And he's, like, talking about all these toxic uh 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 offshoots of self improvement and there are many of them. Really, this is
0: a problem I have with spiritual people. Oh or yeah. spiritual <laughs> culture. Let's go let's go like that because at some point it makes everything make sense up to a point. Like you have I don't know your crystals or whatever that are just implements that are supposed to help you. Hear me out Right yeah no totally.
2: <laughs> but then at some point Oh you
0: went for a whole phase two years ago with this. Go ahead. Like I study the whole thing as it's supposed to work, how the industry works, where the the is being made, how it yeah. helps people, what's the original idea, everything. Yeah. And it it is a bit woo out there. I'll, I'll I'll give it, but for some people that helps. Like just putting a crystal out there to remember, remind you of being kind to yourself, or whatever. Okay, it helps. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for me, it's a was, means to an
2: end. Yeah, what what was annoying to me was just the. Uh, uh, I think spirituality and therapy helps for uh, dealing with a few things and creating a clean slate. But at some point, you have to like you know get on your feet again and exactly. like try again. That, that's and that's I my think, p- that's mm, my people. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. And I think like these communities really like prey on people who just. They celebrate their community as like, oh, it's like so happy dandy and whatever and whatever. But in the end, they're just really hiding, you know, like I know this is when I went to Nepal, like in hindsight, because I was part of these people. I went to Nepal with my friends and we wanted to learn meditation and <laughs> to learn well, yeah, Just you have to install Headspace. <laughs> oh, there was I'm an kidding. app for that. I'm kidding. I I'm know. Kidding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I heard a lot of people like it's helping big time, and I think the guy who founded it, he was a monk for like twelve or thirteen I've years. I've used or something. Headspace,
1: but then someone else recommended Calm, and then I'm, I'm I'm using Calm. Right. It's good. It's all right. I mean, well, I, we, you get whatever you want to get from it. I've tried
0: it. I've tried different ways of meditating by myself. and yeah. I had people teaching me some more fancy stuff, like more body tricks. I like to call them like that. Right. But then whenever Mike tells me about Calm or Headspace or whatever, it sounds like it gives you the basics and makes it yeah. simple for everybody who wants to delve into right. yeah. it. Well, the Definitely. thing
2: that th- I think uh, w- would be good for people to know who use apps like that is that. Uh, what they're learning there is usually uh, entry-level meditations yes. that help yes. definitely develop some impulse control and you know calm, calm yourself down.
0: Mm.
2: What the problem is, in my opinion, is that what people don't know is that there is a whole fucking huge thing that comes afterwards. So we're talking here about Hinayana, which is the lesser vehicle, apparently. But then you have Mahayana and Vajrayana Buddhism. And these things contain really, really, really complex... Uh, uh, uh ritual sadhanas they're called basically where you sit there visualizing specific things Holy really shit. really churning your mind with the significance of certain symbolism uh reciting a mantra that has very very specific meanings uh and there's a whole process of dissolving the visualization in you as a as a as a, as an act of self purification there is a whole fucking studying you have to do about which intent you go into the practice to, uh, into the practice with, which is bodhicitta, which is a whole fucking chapter. There is the dedication of merit afterwards, and there is so much that goes into it, like how you find a teacher, a proper teacher, you know. And these are things that you can't learn in an app, because these are you need a connection to someone who can really like guide you through this process. Because a lot, of what is really, in my opinion, lacking in the in the conversation about this whole meditation thing is that. First of all, you need guidance. You absolutely need guidance. And second of all, uh, some people who sit down will open a can of worms. And it's not going to be a pleasant experience of just sitting down and, oh, they gave me the magic pill. I'm just going to bless out here. Because that's what my friend and I, we thought. Because we basically, we were in Thailand getting high of our minds. And then suddenly my friend says, hey, you know what? Uh, I heard they put these, like, Buddhist monks in, a, in an MRI and they let them meditate and like the happiness center uh, changed the structure of the brain Dude, man yeah, like the happiness center was like shining bright and they compared it to like drug addicts and you know uh, whatever and uh, uh we're just like whoa we, we have to get in on that you know nice <laughs> so basically we went into this whole meditation thing out of a pure junkie uh uh, uh uh motivation so we arrived there and we're like oh fuck we actually have to study and sit down uh, you, you, you and just thought like, we'll be
0: free drugs <laughs> 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 yeah free bliss please because <laughs> it, it sounds like one that, right? enlightenment please <laughs> <laughs> but albeit it, it is a tough process and a tedious one but not everybody will go through it because i i can understand what you're saying i never studied buddhism that yeah. depth and in, into that depth but i've recently put the, the whole phase i had in 2020 i yeah. i went i read more about the uh, ceremonial magic uh-huh. and ceremonial magic is basically the same implements but it just has western symbolistic and culture to it right right it's more easier oh, there's to a lot of merit adopt. to that
2: dude Sorry, Uh, I mean, there's a lot. What I recently discovered is like uh, a lot of people who study Buddhism like love to shit on Western philosophy and writers and whatever. Like, (laughs) dude, we have some people who figured shit out too, you know. (laughs) 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 Like people like William James, Friedrich Nietzsche. uh, 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 You know, we 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 have some really really smart cookies. You know, (laughs) Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, man, they knew shit. You know, they were they were in the know. And uh, I uh, uh, that was beautiful reading infinite jest was was uh was part of realizing that because basically what foster Wallace did like he had teachers who told him oh a book has to be about the big truths of life you know and uh, stuff and uh, so you like can't you philosophy. can't yeah you can't be referential to your contemporary pop culture or you know ads or whatever and uh foster wallace is really writing a lot about consumerist culture and like making references and stuff like that and um he makes so much fun of that thing that his teachers taught that basically he wrote an entire chapter in Infinite Jest where he writes beautiful metaphors about the truism of life, wow. you know. And you can, he literally lists them just to show here. I, know I can the, do it. I can do it. I know the shit too. Now, please, can we move on to the important shit, you know, and let me like decompose <laughs> your brain so you can re-put it back together, you know.
1: Fuck, man. You really want to make me want to read that
2: yeah yeah no I, I mean hey dude i have no idea what your experience is going to be really because the hard thing about infinite jest none of this is going to make sense to you while you read it Probably. i saw a professor say the thing about books like infinite jest you just have to force yourself to read one word after another you're not going to ex- understand much really like they dude their entire chapters i don't even remember them really
1: it sounds like your experience with sophie's world
0: in a way oh interesting Is it I don't think so, but Cause explain. Because <laughs> well, you described <laughs> it to me, and it gets really fucking meta towards the end. Well, it does get very meta as it goes to deeper and deeper concepts. But it's not that it doesn't make sense while you read it; it makes total oh, sense okay. while you read it. Oh, that's the whole point of it. It's not that backwards.
1: No, I'm I'm talking about like the writing style and all thing. that. Because it, it's a book that starts. Oh no, it's very
2: avant-gardeistic. It's it's a very it's, it's yeah. a very. very... It, to me, it's like the postmodern book to end all postmodern books because. Wow. He, and start into meta modern shit. Uh yeah, I don't know what comes after like uh, I lo- I love to write and actually like 3 3 months after that I was completely unable to write anything cuz I was like what the fuck. This guy basically because what the in the end he wrote, everything. What, <laughs> he wrote everything because <laughs> yeah. in the end what he really does is he really advocates uh, a sort of interhuman love and interaction that is so much more profound and so much more uh humanistic in my opinion than a lot of what these people who teach meditation whatever Mm. uh uh, preach uh because he really he really makes you he really helps you embrace things about yourself you don't really want to ignore at least that was for me
1: integrating the shadow as jung would say as jung
2: would say yeah and uh but like on a whole different level and uh and i just i was really grateful for that because uh uh it kind of made me realize that a lot of people who 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 call themselves therapists, who do meditation teaching and stuff like that uh, in the end, they tell you you're not good enough, you know you're not enlightened enough, you're yeah. not you're not you're not you're not uh, you're not you didn't go to therapy enough, oh, you have this issue. you know there's a lot of pathologizing of behavior that in my opinion is perfectly human, you know, and is completely inoffensive and perfectly fine. And uh, you see a lot of, like, the people, and that brings me back to the people I met in Nepal that I realized later. Uh, (laughs) In Tibetan Buddhism, what they hold above everything is if you become, like, uh, an ascetic yogi. You know, you go into the mountains, you go into the cave, and you spend your next 30 years there. Like a hermit. Like a hermit, yeah. You just meditate. That's the
0: thing I hate about religion.
2: Mm -hmm. It always seems
0: to boil down to this. Like, the only way you can be in line is just rip yourself completely from society. But then what... Why are you going to like And me? that's the
2: crazy thing because a lot of people who gravitate towards it, uh, me included, you know, have serious mental health problems like, you know, anxiety, depression, and everything. And they're not exactly the kind of people that should isolate from (laughs) society and here you go hey if you come to us we will hold you in super high regard because you know you can go on these three-year retreats and stuff like that you know people like you know show up to the teachers hey hello rinpoche can you please bless me for my three-year retreat and you know they would just get like fuck off dude (laughs) what the fuck do you think this is some chance game or whatever you know and uh uh yeah it's uh they haven't figured that yet out i think like how to deal with the specific western brand of of unhappiness because they said the tibetans they have to tell them hey calm down dude you're not the hot shit you think you are yeah (laughs) and to the westerners they say hey calm down dude you're not as shit as you think you are (laughs) 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 it was definitely like that for me like the first thing my teacher said to me is like why are you crying and I was like, what? I'm not crying. Now you're lying. Why are you lying? <laughs> it was really like, you know, there were 50 people around. I was like, okay, this is as awkward as fuck, you know. But uh, yeah, it uh, worked out pretty well. He taught me some, some really cool shit. Really glad I went there.
1: Holy fuck, man. I'm speechless. This is fascinating. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. Paula's going to love this episode. Who? Paula. Ah, yeah. She's going to love this episode. Awesome.
2: Shout out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. coffee. Best coffee in town. <laughs> Non cold cappuccinos. (laughs) How amazing Mm -hmm. is that? Yeah.
0: Wow. Longest ad for coffee ever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, 46 minutes. (laughs) No, she's cool. Shit, dude. Yeah. Okay, but so w- what convinced you to to leave Nepal? When when you figure out that enough is enough? could you sound from the way we speak about it that you're very obsessive, and once you got into it, you went through the whole. Oh backyard. yeah, yeah.
2: I went like in it, like dude. I got the fucking, I got the robes of the monk and everything, and you know, I sat there like in the chanting hall, like you know, I learned to read Tibetan and to be able to fucking sing the text hell, along and dude. stuff like that. It was uh, it, it, like I really went into it. So th- um, that's
0: what I want to know, because you ex- ex- especially said this, and I don't want to g- <laughs> have you leave here before you've mentioned this. When enough was enough?
2: Okay, so hmm. you mean when I was in Nepal or like it all in all, enough is enough?
0: Well, first of Both. all, Nepal, then we can go when, yeah, all in. Yeah,
2: because those are definitely two different things. Okay, so um, uh, we spent three months in Kathmandu, you know, studying and preparing for this retreat. Then mm-hmm. we went uh, six months to a mon- monastery, staying there in retreat doing the practice and stuff and we were supposed to stay for a lot longer actually but one evening i was sitting there with a french guy and we're eating the soup that they give you there in the monastery and uh, we're chatting you know and like you know just having a good time basically you know just sharing stories of our meditation like how we fuck up and how pathetic <laughs> <laughs> we do certain things and uh Suddenly, this American like, came out of the room and was like, guys, shut the fuck up! I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's not what you expected. <laughs> That's not what I expected. Like, dude, like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, he just wanted to have a quiet for his practice. What, it, what irritated me about it was that that monastery was never really quiet. Like, there was a village on the, at the foot of the monastery where constantly Maoist propaganda cars were going through with, like, you know, huge megaphones, you know? It was... It was serene, but it wasn't quiet. Um, hmm. So I really wonder why he got so upset about this. But it kind of like made me like, hmm, that's weird. Like this guy has been he- here with me for four months and he's like flipping shit at me like that. And just kind of like made me realize like I'm on the different energy that I, I felt good. You know, I suddenly felt like I can share stuff, you know, and I felt like I had energy that I could share with the world. And I thought like, hmm, what would be a good thing to do? Like, okay, I should like, go back to Europe and uh, become a paramedic. And eventually I went to med school. Wow. And uh, I just went to my teacher and said, hey, look, uh, I don't know how to say this, but, you know, I think uh, I think it's time for me to go home. And he said, yes, 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 good, good, good. When are you leaving? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, fuck off. I've been waiting for you, like, to come through to this, you know, for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I went back to Europe, and uh, that's when I knew uh, I had enough of the monastery because uh, uh, it gave me uh, it gave me the ground tools, you know. I You
1: got uh, where you went there to get. Yeah, I had, like, wanted.
2: my first experiences of, you know, equanimity, and, you know, I felt like... Uh, was that like, yeah you know, just calm like calm abiding you know just mm-hmm. like mm, you know and um uh yeah uh it just fine i knew i mean there were other things that were playing into it uh for example what i discovered much later in therapy like my uh my very strange relationship with my family because i felt like guilty for being away for so long and blah 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 and i kept like getting these guilt tripping emails from my family and i Ooh. kind of felt like so that played into it definitely too but i didn't realize that until years later Back then, I just thought, like, okay, good. I have, what I, ha- I have what I need. I can go back now. Yeah. And when I realized that basically I'm through with this is, uh, yeah, after reading Infinite Jest. How old were you when you went there? Uh, we were... I was 23. Fuck. Yeah. But I have to say I'm a very late bloomer. I finished high school at 21. Mm-hmm. I skipped school like crazy, so my my to work in a video game store. So my 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 nice. parents sent me to boarding school, <laughs> <laughs> and there I skipped school to go snowboarding. You know, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was a pattern that they refused to recognize, and somehow the school authorities never bothered about checking up on me or seeing uh, where I am. So in my high school yearbook, it says for my math teacher, "Where's David? Oh, right, snowboarding." <laughs> <laughs> <Where's David>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was cool. in the middle of the mountain, so that was glorious. I could snowboard a lot. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And that's where I met my friend. And basically, I mean, he kind of knew already he needed to fix shit because, you know, there was this thing being high, like, well, they're super happy and, you know, we're just getting high and not being like so happy watching movies all the time. Uh, But (laughs) he also started like getting really serious panic attacks. Because he basically started doing speed at thirteen, oh, and wow. uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he he he, <laughs> he he took me places drug wise, <laughs> like this <is> for real. <laughs> he initiated you, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, opened yeah. a few doors. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I mean, blessing and curse, really, because basically I didn't have the money to go on this Nepal trip, right? I had money to like go and sustain myself for like four weeks because I'd sold everything I had on eBay, wow. and just went with that money. And uh, uh, but he said, hey, look, man, if you can just like take care of making appointments, you know, arranging teachings, uh, uh, get me food so I don't have to go to the restaurant and interact with strangers because, you know, he just couldn't be in a room with strangers. It was he could be. But what he had to do was like not sleep and take, like, three pills of Xanax, and just, like, he would be, like, in the room, like, oh, there, there. that." censor-deprived, like, <laughs> just to be in a room. Whoa, my fucking <laughs> God. Yeah, okay. so, you know, okay. there's this there's this monk in the front, you know, talking about attachments, you know, and, like, you know, how to have, have a clear mind, and my friend is just there, like, doped out on Xanax, and I'm just sitting next to him, like, dude, please keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it yeah. help him? This
1: whole experience? <laughs> Sorry? Did it help him? Because hmm. you said it helped you. Did it
2: help him? That's a very good question. Uh, no, I think uh, I think you can't say that it helped him because basically after that he continued searching for someone who could help him forever. like he went to New York. He, he could afford that his, that is pretty well off in Thailand and uh, he you know he just traveled the world basically trying to find someone who can fix the shit. and uh, the only person who could fix it, eventually, after 10 years spending in his room watching movies, smoking and masturbating, he finally met a guy who could fix it, and that was the guy that I went to, who I told you about earlier. Hmm. And uh, that's why he had so much, you know, clout because I was like, "Holy shit! If that guy like cured you from your panic attacks, you can go to work now. You have a relationship now." I was like, "Fucking hey, maybe I should talk to the guy. I should talk to this guy too. You know, see what comes out on the other end." I mean, I was really going through a really bad time when he told me about this guy, so it kind of helped. But uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's how it also So i don't think it helped him a whole lot right also he met (laughs) after i left he met this russian girl i mean beautiful really amazingly beautiful woman so obviously you know they got along well because he looks like a he looks like a mix of josh hartnett and brad pitt just ridiculously handsome guy right all right so they hit it off you know so i knew he was in good hands i didn't have to like leave him alone and uh uh but what ended up happening is that uh she wanted. She wanted to sleep with a different teacher to absorb the seed of enlightenment, so to speak. What the <laughs> fuck? And, oh, uh, smoke, sis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. You meet some really interesting ladies on on that circuit. That's for sure. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and uh, that kind of fell apart, you know. And uh, after that, he just he just retreated completely. And uh, yeah, I mean, he did some stuff. He went like to a jungle retreat in Brazil. He did like crazy stuff. He could tell like a whole story of and of himself. Jesus. But uh, yeah, he uh, uh, now he's better. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, good. good for him. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really grateful, you know, because I never acknowledged that there was something wrong with me. But he always liked me, like despite my shit, you know. Cause I was always pretty like straightforward and honest about how I feel about shit. And, uh, yeah, we went, it was a pretty crazy adventure going through this whole, uh, spirituality therapy thing together and come out, you know, pretty good on the other side, you know, but it is, I I think these are dangerous waters and I'm not really sure people are really aware of it because it can really swallow you whole and it can like pitch the idea to you that something is inherently wrong with you Mm. and that, you know, unless you fix certain things, certain things just cannot happen in your life, you know, like uh you know, just the basic things, health, wealth and love, you know. And um uh I really don't think uh I really don't think uh that's the way to go. There's a lot of potential in it, but there are not a lot of good teachers on it. You know, it's uh it takes training to be a good teacher, you know. You can you can self actualize for yourself, definitely. You can make a lot of progress, but teaching is a whole different animal, really. And uh, there are really people on the power trip there and who really exploit the misery of others. And uh, uh, that's that's why like, I've compiled like a lot of the stuff that happened into a novel because a lot of the self-help literature is really, you know, just really pitches saying, oh, you know, you just have you to You wrote be a like... novel? I did, yeah. Where can I buy it? <laughs> it's not out yet. I have to write it in oh, a form okay. that people can read it. But I have a first draft and it's... The story and everything is like finished. I just Do you have, have a to publisher
1: like, who wants, who's interested? Not yet. I haven't talked to anyone. Oh, okay.
2: Is this your <laughs> fu- first time
1: publicly <laughs> acknowledging this?
2: No, I tell my friends, but yeah, I guess this is the first time. Everybody who knows well, me knows now I'm six, more know. <laughs> six more people are going to know. Six more people are going to know. Can we proofread it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just really wanted to write something that really reflects the. The darker and more miserable realities of that process because it's not pleasant. You know, you sit down and wow. you realize, oh my god, I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> I hurt people, I kill animals, I uh, stole, I lied, I you know, you look at these karmic things, you know, and you just check your own karma, karmic piggy bank and you're just like, I'm fucked.
1: Colleen, <laughs> Colleen. David sounds I'm it just hit me that he's also called David. He's like the European David Cho. <laughs> Who that? Oh, you, you would love you're him. You're going to love it. <laughs> You'd love him. You'd lo- you kind of, but Korean American. Okay. And not writing, but painting.
0: Yeah. Oh, sweet. i love and, to paint. And also filthy rich. Oh. I, I, he's <laughs> what uh, do you mean also?
2: I'm not filthy rich. <laughs> also, gen-
0: you're not Korean American. You're not. <laughs> oh, okay. And you're not. <laughs> <foolish> <laughs> you're not. No, he's, he's the dude who uh, mm.
1: Facebook in its early years paid him, he was like a famous street artist proof mm-hmm. graffitis and stuff, and Facebook employed him to do their the Facebook logo in their offices. Oh. And Facebook was so, like at the beginning, they were like, well, they paid him his shares, which in a few years... So he's a billionaire now. He's, he's a millionaire, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's, man, sometimes
2: life just throws Dude, you a bone, on, man. He was, on, <laughs> <laughs> he was on Rogan. That's where I found out about him. He was oh, on okay, Rogan. He cool. talked
1: about how he fucking hitchhiked across the world. Yeah. Cool. He read in like a national geographic back in like the nineties or eighties about like some dinosaur fossils in the Congo. And he went to the fucking Congo with no money. Nice. And while he was working at a farm in Israel right, and his family didn't know about him. Right. And he then read the national geographic and he went to Congo and then went back to the state. He's crazy, man. He did a lot of shit and he talks just similar to the way you talk about like his own stuff very openly. Hmm about like dude i've done shit like i've been an addict i've done horrible stuff i went to like every fucking self-help retreat and shit like that and right. this is what i learned this is why they don't work and he's still very troubled yeah but he's a lot better than he used to be i guess
2: i you'd I, love him that's uh, really just uh, just a bit of progress is really <laughs> yeah. it, it's so difficult to just get a few percentage points of of betterment and you know i mean but you know that's the thing like that's why i have trouble with my novel at the moment because uh um i really don't think that the progress i've made oh there's this there's this biology uh, behavioral biologist his name is robert sapolsky i don't know if you've heard about him i've heard he, he has an amazing lecture series on behavioral biology that i think every human being on this planet should watch because it's amazing really okay. but what he's basically telling you is that okay you have behavior right and why do male do this with You know, courting and whatever, you know. And obviously it's like to get more copies of genes than the others and whatever. But then, you know, as science became more and more complex, you realize, okay, here is a bucket. It's called genetics. And they say that this behavior happens because of this. Oh, but here you have neurobiologists. They say, Well, okay, it's Mm -hmm. a metabolism problem in the brain and neurotransmitters that are not like being transferred the right way. Huberman labs. The endocrinologist is like waving around and say, It's the hormones, it's the hormones. (laughs) And then you have, you know, the fucking... Then there's this whole, like, you know, uh, gut-brain and uh, the, the the whole uh, the whole uh, symbiosis between your gut bacteria and your brain your metabolism. Brain, yeah. Then there is... Uh, goddamn. Then there's the whole fucking can of worms called mental health, you know, where you're like, okay, is this, like... Does this have a biological reason? Is this, you know, related to, like, soul trouble, you know? Because I was lucky, like, basically just interviewed, like, these were things that I had to talk about, become aware of, dissolve, integrate, and you know... yeah. But that's like a really abstract concept, really. Very. It's like not something that happens to your body. You can't take that as a pill, you know? And uh, uh, so he just showed like how many different buckets and levels of representations there is for the same thing. Like, for example, things that people thought were genetic for a long time turned out to be prenatal effects, you know? Yeah. Stuff that happened during pregnancy. And you know, constantly, like, the causality of things is constantly shifting. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I just wrote a book where I think that the character goes to this and this process and transformation based on these activities but in the end what i think just really happened is just just the the extreme nature of the environments the cultures and the things that i've been through in my friends that in the end we're just like dude we survived this like what the fuck (laughs) romania is gonna be a piece of cake like dude like (laughs) yeah i had like someone tell me like what a piece of shit human i am basically and i cried about it for, like, two hours, and then I stared at the ceiling for three days, you know? Uh, I played Lego for, like, a whole week because, you know, I just realized the big, huge fucking trauma, you know? Like, what the fuck are you going to do to me now, really? And uh, uh, so... Damn. You're, yeah, so you're bringing us some some like
1: very deep demons inside me now. With this <laughs> I remember my first time like uh, doing therapy. It was the same thing. Yeah, it was. I talked about shit like, oh yeah, you know, my mom used to do this and that, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, and totally then talking normal, right? <laughs> to me, at that point, right? This was like what three, four years ago, and yeah. I'm talking. I'm like, oh well, yeah, isn't that what normal? I don't know. That's what happened. Yeah, and we talking, think it's normal, like, right? A few, a few, um, a few appointments or whatever later. Mm. I'm like, oh wait fuck that's okay that's not okay it wasn't yeah. like horrible and she yeah. didn't like beat me or traumatize me she didn't like fuck me up or intentionally or whatever it's just like you know
2: ah uh, you know you don't trying,
1: have to. people trying to to live and be human and you yeah. just inevitably tell, mess up
2: let me tell you about the biggest trauma release that i had and it was amazing that i realized it wasn't like even put on me it was just me making a really really bad choice right and it was basically we found out that okay so my my dad is an entrepreneur and he was like gone mm. a lot so when he said goodbye, he's like, hey, be good to your mother because, you know, I don't want to, like, come home to, like, oh, a messy boy. home and shit like did that. Did that fuck you up? So, yeah, that did because, like, yep. little David thought, like, oh, okay, I'm the man in the house. Yeah. I'm completely remote responsible for so everybody's every, emotional every, well-being.
1: Everything that everyone did to make them sad was your responsibility. Exactly. So yeah. if somebody yep. was
2: sad, it was automatically my your fault. fault. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> So when that yep. starts at six and you're not aware of that until you're 35, oh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that's a lot. So you, yeah. can, you can see you can see how that yeah. you know inhibits your ability to you know get shit done. You know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so when I realized that, uh, we discussed that in the coffee shop after breakfast, so where there were guests, you know, and I was just like in a puddle of tears in the middle of all these people. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, after that, after that, that's when I I did the Lego thing. Like my friends was checking in on me, you know, like, Hey, do you need food? Like, yeah, get me food. Let's (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) And I built like this huge Lego ship, you know, where I really like, basically I just, I just focused all my effort into that, just manifesting that and rebuilding my childhood so to speak and that was wow. i still have that ship because i was like this is like uh th- that's a, a treasure that's yeah, a totem basically an artifact of, of the therapeutic process Fuck. what what kind of drives me nuts is that i don't feel like an entirely different person despite going through that because basically i'm just more comfortable being myself now so yeah. what, what what boggles my mind is that people make kind of like uh, uh too big a promise of what you can actually get out of it you know and i think that the promise that can be made which is you will feel better about yourself and you will be able yeah. to start a few things new that before you were unable to do and whether that shit's gonna work out that's a whole different, different thing story yeah. right but that's already a lot I think. that's what yeah? i'm reading online and <laughs> discovering
1: by myself doing therapy it's like th- th- my therapist and myself i'm never going to be able to fix what's wrong quote unquote right i'm just gonna learn to live with it exactly that's that's what therapy is you're and never gonna like fix yeah the it, it, it's very your much it's, just it's like, very Whoa.
2: much in my opinion it's, it's it's very much like you know they say you can only have courage and f- when you're when you're afraid <laughs> i think i think yeah. it's very similar with confidence you can you can only be confident if you know about your insecurities you know well, it's
1: the, like the, the same cliches, right? With like the happiest person in the room is probably the one who's like the deepest, saddest person. And that's why they try to make other people laugh so they other people don't go for the same shit that they did. Right. And shit like that. Robin
2: Williams, uh, rest in peace. Like, oh, I think oh, yeah. that guy yeah, was really, a, yeah. he was really, he was really a, a huge manifestation of that. And yeah. every time I see the news of a celebrity, you know, committing suicide, it, it breaks my heart because. Yeah. The, what, I, I vibe it, with that. Like I know exactly. Like my best friend, my best friend tried to. Uh, he 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 had a suicide attempt. Like uh, when was that? I think that was uh, three or four years ago. Hmm. And uh, I didn't realize just how hard that hit. You know, because basically I got the news. I cried like crazy. And I drove to the gym where I was uh, teaching a marsha- uh, a j- uh, jiu-jitsu to a kids' class. <laughs> and, you know, just like saying, oh, my best friend just almost like, wait, you know, just like tried to teach kids how to do double leg takedowns and shit like that. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 my mental health is really, really crazy. So, and I understand why people want to make improvements in that. It's just that the resources you have to bring to bear to yeah. really make progress in that shit are just so huge that. There is almost no other way than to let things, other things slack. So if there are people who pull it off at the same time, that just blows my mind. Like my sister last year during the lockdown, she finally realized that her husband is a completely useless piece of Oof. shit. And so she separated from him. And I told her, <laughs> that's brave because you know, you're just going to realize now why you picked him in the first place, and you'll have to go through the whole process of becoming aware of exactly. all that shit that went into it. Because she thought, like, oh, yeah, in three months I'm going to meet someone again and it's going to be, like, well, handy-dandy, you know? And I told her, hey. are <laughs> going to fall <follow> the same <laughs> that's, the <pit> promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, yeah, promise. exactly. No, no. But, like, she's been a trooper, like, really, like, shout-out to her because she's she's taking care of the three kids, like, you know, cooking them meals. She's uh, making sure that they sort of, like, get through the homeschooling thing because of the lockdown, you know, their emotional problems, too, because, like, they can't go see their friends and stuff like that. And she's all alone with them, you know? So, uh There are people out there who make it happen at the same time, but honestly, I don't know how they do it because my 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 uh, (laughs) my tenacity would not be enough for that. Like I needed very isolated, very very hardcore retreat situations where that was the sole focus of what I was doing in order to make progress.
0: It's probably about it's different spectrums, right? Because I think everybody has different levels of problems they need to deal with.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, there are people who are amazingly well-adjusted, you know? It's like, you don't need to be enlightened if you're fucking, you know, if you're killing it, you know? Yeah. I have a friend <laughs> in Munich, whole, and he's not in Munich anymore, but like, what the fuck? That guy was great at jujitsu. He was a super brain at fucking university and engineering and stuff. Now he's like a patent uh, 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 lawyer. Uh, for oh, wow. some swiss firm you know he's like a specialist Shit. like there's there are three guys in europe or three or four guys who do what he can do so you know he's basically he built his own little machine to print money you know and incredibly awesome guys super empathetic you know really well adjusted awesome wife have an awesome child you know just through and through amazing person and like why the fuck would you tell this guy, hey, <laughs> you need to learn how to be truly happy? <laughs> yeah, have you ever meditated? <laughs> have you ever meditated, bro? <laughs> have you let go of worthy <laughs> possessions yet? Have you have you ever tried ayahuasca man? <laughs> you need it. The cosmic serpent, like you can see. Mother it. nature. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I went I went for the same process with my uh, therapist now. Like at the when I started in like January, February. Mm. I, I hit hard the same wall of like fuck this is great. This is like, my therapist is amazing. And the process I'm going for is great. I'm going out like, three times a week. Right. And I'm like, this is cool. But it felt like I wish I could pause time to go back, fix everything, but I can't. No. And I talked to her about, this is really weird. Cause at simultaneously what I'm doing is I keep going back. Right. Mm. Uh, I keep going back. Um, and trying to solve things or understand things, as I'm also at the same time going forward. Of course, and that's the fucking challenge. Yeah, yeah, but you're like you, li- you live
2: in different timelines. But almost. I
1: noticed, I noticed what happened. So I noticed the, the p- most pragmatic thing that actually what happens is that while you're going back sorting through the shit, you're not like the most. I'm getting out of it is I'm becoming aware. Mm. so then as i'm also going forward it's like when new things hit i'm like all right i'm kind of i'm easier to take a step back and be like okay wait i r- recognize this pattern i know yes. i'm and the, the the fucking cliche like i always thought it was like a cliche and a joke until this therapist with like how does that make you feel right that is the fundamental fucking question <laughs> and when i hit something new it's like okay wait how does it make me feel because i've discovered through her and with talking to her that yeah two completely seemingly separate stories or things that happened in my life that seemingly have nothing to do with one another, if they made you to feel the same, mm. they're in the same pool in my soul, I guess, right? right. They're in the same pool of like, Oh, hey, these two different things made me feel the same way. So as I'm discovering that I'm going forward and I'm yeah. like, Oh, this new thing. Okay. How does it make me feel? It makes me feel like that. Okay. I identified a pattern or whatever, like I can can figure out that this is how it it would make me probably feel, so I should do it in a different way or not do it or do something different, not to fall in the same pitfalls. (laughs)
2: I wish people. But that's hard. It is really hard. It fucking it took and me especially like half a year. Yeah, especially like whoa, at least oh, half a year. Well, stop bragging, <laughs> bro. <laughs> 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 this guy is like, hey, I'm doing this at light speed. <laughs> no, I'm not. It took me half a <laughs> year to get to just barely. No, but this. like, dude, that, <laughs> th- that's, th- that's why. That's why this whole like thing that uh, uh, oh, guys don't feel pain. You know, guys don't talk no. about that. That's why. That, that's why that shit is so fucking poisonous. For they us. haven't met me because, like, holy shit, you have to. Like this question, how does that make you feel? It's like, what the fuck? Nobody cares about the way I feel. I'm supposed Whoa. to function, basically. Like, I don't
1: care. Like, how do we and move onward? But that is that's how we construct a society. That is how we constructed it. That exactly. is how that's, it is. That's why we have this incredible
2: potential of actually turning things around because yeah. we're not we're not. I think that's the most important lesson that you're not you're not a victim of these patterns. You can mm. Become aware of them, just the process is really painful yeah. because you don't want to find out that <laughs> part of the reason why things blew up in your face. I'm saying part because you know there's also an outside world that functions yeah. a specific way, but part of a big part of the reason why things blow up in your face are is you, <laughs> yeah, because you picked up on bad ideas and the process of unrooting them is you've ingrained is, some
1: bad habits, yeah, yeah, and, you. and
2: and that's why and that's why uh, uh like people think it's just a the therapist, like holy shit, you bring you bring as much to the table as the yeah. fucking therapist because therapy is a team effort. If you're not honest about how a f- specific thing makes you feel, you're screwed. You're not yeah. going to make any fucking progress. If you can't like, reach deep down inside you and just be fucking honest with yourself, yeah. you're, you're fucked. You know really. what? I,
1: I learned this exact, same, this exact thing you're talking about. I learned this in August. Right. Because all of August, I had like a, a month off of yeah. therapy, like a poly or whatever she called it. And uh, it took me like a couple of weeks in in through throughout August to realize because I'm taking care of my granddad, right? You're right. So uh, I, I go there every weekend uh, to check up on him, buy meds and food and whatever and shit like that. Um, and I went to Comic Con like two weeks ago, right? So there was this two week gap where I didn't go home. So I mm. went the weekend before, two weeks not, and then right. last weekend I went there. And the week before going, Uh, I was like, all right, shit, I need to like buy everything. I'm like, do you have everything you need? Like, do you have more ice cream in your freezer? (laughs) Like, because he loves ice cream, you know, shit like that. And I was like driving around, buying shit. And then like at some point I'm in front of Kaufland and I'm like, fuck, (laughs) wow. I've spent. So, okay, sorry. I should have started with this. Actually, I spent a lot of time whining and feeling bad of like my mom. My my dad left us when I was like six months old. Uh, And then my mom spent most of my childhood working. So she only visited on weekends, right? Right. And I, you know, through therapy, like I mentioned, like the previous therapist, I was like, oh, you yeah, that's what she did. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's not good for like the development of a child. <laughs> and it's weirdly enough because as a kid, I'd cry a lot and be angry with uh, at her of like, I, I, you know, I don't give a fuck about all my toys and all the shit that I have, everything yeah. I need. I want you. Right. Um, and then now in therapy, I'm I've, I've sort of revisiting that. And I'm like... God, you know, like, oh, that fucked me up so bad. And like, I yeah, yeah. feel guilty for my bad for myself and guilty and all that shit. And then I'm fuck in front of Kaufland and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Like, I'm not spending time with my granddad. I'm more focused on buying, making sure he has everything he needs. And I'm like, fuck, uh, that's exactly what my mom did. Holy shit, right? Like, fuck. And I had this, like, I broke down for, I had, like, I cried for like 10 minutes and I'm like, what the fuck, man? What kudos. am I doing? so yeah i I went for that fucking thing, and it's I talked about it today in therapy, yeah. and it's like i don't I don't know what to do with that, but like i'll 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 remember I, it you I, know
2: I, I'm pretty sure you will because uh what uh when I knew kind of that therapy was enough that too because that's very much similar to meditation, I was like, okay, I got out of it, like <laughs> I touched the bottom of my soul like really, like I looked yeah. at all the like the demons all very clear to see, you know, but then uh, uh I was kind of. The beautiful thing was it gave me tools to, um, because before I went on this trip, I knew two things. I have to have my f- whole administrative paper bullshit stuff. I have to have it under lockdown. Like there has to be, like I can't miss letters, you know, like important shit, you know. I have to rent out the apartment and uh, I have to tie up all the emotional shit because what's brought me out of Nepal, that like kind of like guilt tripping from the family, oh, you're far away. We haven't seen you in almost a year, blah, blah, blah i uh i knew that that can happen too unless i take care of shit so last year during the lockdown i think kind of corona was a was a was a blessing for that because in the lockdown of course everybody you know everything was under a fucking magnifying glass suddenly you know just like everything coming out like full hard. yeah and uh so the patterns of my parents specifically that were really unhealthy for me really like showed and they just wouldn't listen i had to draw a super hard line in the sand i was like stop writing me stop calling me don't write me emails don't ask how i am just fuck off wow <laughs>
0: that must have been hard <laughs>
2: Dude, I, had to. Sounds I had to so it was to.
1: your parents that you had to draw the line of the sand yeah wow, i had to because
2: tough. my parents unfortunately i love them to death they are but my dad was born 37 he like I think he grew up in one of the most violent households in Germany, at least in that region, like from the stories he told me, like you can still see it on his body it's oh. and now he's like eighty five you can you can see him regress a little bit into it it's It's terrifying, really, and it's really sad too, because he's he's you know he's a devout Christian and really believes in like you know really like loving people and stuff like that but also like a lot of that shit just fucked them up so bad. that It's, it's impregnated it's, there. It's really difficult for it to come out or it comes out in a really awkward way, you know? And right. really, uh, and, and, you know, just like, because, well, I told you guys that early, like the biggest breakthrough was about the thing that I took over emotional responsibility yeah. and stuff. Well, there were, it, it wasn't just me. It was also, there were grateful takers for that. Let's put it this way. <laughs> and, uh, and uh just last year i just had look this is not okay you guys have to fix your own fucking problems i'm not your you know i'm not your couples therapist or whatever you know and uh but you know kudos to my parents i have to say you know despite their age they they respected that you know and there was some silence for like five months and because I knew that I have to tie up things emotionally and I have to talk to them again, because this is like, this is not like we can't do this and perpetuate it. And my my dad is an old man. If something happens to him, I don't want the last thing to say, you know, fuck yeah. off, you know, like uh, I couldn't live with that. So, um, so we started talking about very slowly, you know, I just took it like step by step, you know, like really like kind of like sniffing each other, you know, like, Hey, is the safe and everything, you know? Uh, but uh, other stuff that I learned like outside of me in this whole thing, you know, ju- just to my personal studies, you know, just to go in and going in it with the willingness to forgive, you know? And uh, I think really like therapy is great and it helps you a lot, but if you don't apply it in your yeah. new relationships that you build, uh, you're kind of screwed. And uh, then another thing happened that was first terrible. My dad got a stroke oh, shit. and uh, <laughs> it was, it was crazy because he made a book <laughs> for us for Christmas Where he summed up like his uh, professional life, like the things that allowed him to be successful. (laughs) And he asked me to pick it up because it was like outside of town. And you know, he's, and I said, Yeah, sure, that no problem. I go to pick it up and I was curious, of course, and I wanted to see it. I was like, Hey, I wonder where he mentions us kids, you know, because it's like, Oh no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh (laughs) my God, (laughs) fuck. Not a single fucking word. I was so pissed, dude. I was so pissed i was so mad i called my brother i was like this fucking asshole what the fuck does who the fuck does he think he is you know and then i get a call half an hour later my mom (laughs) your dad is on the floor i can't pick him up can you please help me (laughs) oh shit fucking hell i drive over there of course you know speed and you know i just see my dad on the floor you know he's like bleeding on his elbow and stuff and he's like in a delirium you know Uh, i don't even know if he knows you know but like nothing he said like makes sense Uh, oh there's my wonderful son and here's my wonderful wife and you know he didn't even realize that like something was wrong with him and stuff you know and just seeing him like that you know we brought him upstairs you know like called the people and whatever but they said well okay he has to go to the doctor and and i just saw like wow like i have so much shit to talk about with this man and I may not get a chance to. What the fuck? Yeah. Like he's, you know, what, what if he stays that way, you know? And he's never, that's that's terrible. That's why I advise everyone, like, I know it's hard, but like, if you can put it, if you can put the accelerator on it, like try to talk about these things. So in the next, uh, th- that evening, I went to, uh, I went back home, you know, it was, of course, I was like, what the fuck? And uh, I talked with a friend from my support group for sobriety, because last year I told you I went like full yeah. sober and I like, went to meetings and stuff. And, uh, with one of her, uh, one of them, I got, uh, we have a really good friendship and, uh, I told her what happened and, uh, and then I just wrote out basically what I wanted my dad to tell me, be- what I hoped he would tell me. And yep. I just read that out loud to myself, had a huge cry about it. Cause it was such a fucking release. <laughs> so that's a great thing. Therapy gives you like tools, you know, that yep. you know what you need, you know, and you'll give it to yourself, you know? And, uh, um, yeah. and then, uh, uh, I slept like a fucking stone. It was such a relief. And the next morning, he had to go to the hospital and had to drive him around. And I told him, yeah, of course, I'll do it. And for the first time, I was finally able not to treat my dad like, you know, like the fucking Uber thing that he is or whatever, you know, but I could just enjoy the fact that I'm his son, that I can help him with going to the doctors and just support him through this tough period of his life. And what happened then is during the driving is that we had very, not even long conversations, you know, like just really small bits, you know. But they added up because I had to drive him around a lot. And um, just at some point I asked him, hey, dude, uh, (laughs) uh, all I need you to say is basically that, you know, uh, that you made conscious sacrifices and that you didn't do everything perfect. Like, I don't even need to go like into the fucking nitty gritty of little things here and there. Like, fuck all that. You know, that's all in the past. But, you know, if you could just acknowledge that, you know, you didn't do, you know, you didn't have shit figured out. That would go a long way. And he did. He actually did. So I really hold that. I hold him a high regard for that because he's a proud (laughs) motherfucker. So acknowledging that, you know, uh, he he didn't do all too well in certain things, uh, that was really cool. And uh, we kind of reconnected. And I know like religion and Christianity got a lot of bashing, you know, but he and I, we really like, uh, I really like some of the bits that, you know, that are in the mountain sermon by Jesus. There's a lot of stuff in there that how we could interact with each other that I think would help us go a long way to be well, more peaceful. Hmm. Uh, But we really connected over that, you know, and I think he understood through, because I got a better understanding of the Bible then, he understood that, you know, I wasn't just, you know, fucking doing nothing and that I didn't like start a business career on purpose. But it's just literally I had shit to figure out for myself. And uh, uh, he started respecting that. And that was really, really cool. So uh, uh, when I left, when I went into the Jeep, for the first time I saw my old man crying. Aww. Unable to say anything, he just said like, "like watch after yourself," and he gave me gas money. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, so leaving was incredibly hard for me because, of course, I love my family and stuff. But I knew, you know, this is what I have to do now. And uh, but I think I think that's the biggest achievement of my life that I have been able to use what I learned in Nepal, learning therapy. There's also a whole psychedelic angle on this. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, uh, that I've been able, you know, not just to do this to have like a fun time because it wasn't, but that I could actually use that to turn shit around and uh, and 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 heal my connections to my family because these are really primal and they're really important and uh, yeah. they've made this trip a hell of a lot easier. And um, uh, now that my sister is going through this really hard time, now that the family understands mental health problems much better we're able to support her in a much different way and you know it, it's nice like my family history is not always a happy one but i think the trajectory is pretty cool I love
0: it, it sounds like a coming full circle
2: like, dude yeah. absolutely but love i was it. exhausted like when i left and i arrived here i was absolutely like we went camping with some friends and i was being an absolute asshole i just sat in my chair <laughs> I drank everybody else's beer. I smoked their joints. I made coffee. Okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't get any firewood. I was just sitting there, just having a good time, just being an absolute leech on anybody. But they were very cordial about it. And like, shout out to all these people who went camping with me at Timish, because that just showed me, okay, good. I'm a different place now. I can start fresh now. These people are super awesome. They really... And that's why I love Romania so much, you know. It kind of gave me... It gave... it gave me a chance to look like, oh, okay there's a place where people handle each other differently, you know, because Mm -hmm. like, I would never tell the story in Germany, at least like not in this detail, because you know, in Germany, it's like, if something bad happens to you, it's automatically your fault and only your fault. And here in Romania, you have this awesome thing called hasden that I really like. that you understand that life happens and nobody goes into their day trying to have a shit time on purpose. Literally. I know of no one who does that. (laughs) Maybe someone who has like, I don't know, like, huge sections of their brains malfunctioning or whatever you know that happens totally you know uh but n- like, no of us wakes up and say, hey you know what i want to be an addicted you know I good start for harrowing. nothing yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i right. just want to i just want to like sit in front of my playstation for three months and you know do nothing else no nah, that's great i mean it sounds great at first, you know, but in the end, it's, yeah. really, it's really a sign of really being terrified of the world. And these video games make it really easy to escape. I think
1: in 46 episodes, the most I've learned from this podcast is about the country I live in, that the I what? know nothing about it. The what? The country, the, like Romania. And oh, 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 like, right, it's right. All the, the, like, all the foreigners who, who uh, we talk with, oh, they man. just fucking initiate me on like... Oh, fuck, I, I'm, I'll bring you people <laughs> that are born here and know about this place. Well, no, because it's like different experiences, right? Like, I grew Obviously. up in a different way. I think
2: I think you guys are... Uh, and this is really just my outside perspective, but uh, Romania has, like, huge potential in, like, where things can go forward. Because you are... T- I mean... Definitely sections of your society have embraced capitalism like full, cert- uh, full on. Yeah. But you're, you're still behind enough to see like what happens when you drive it like completely crazy, like, mm. you know, in Western Europe and in the USA and uh, UK. Uh, yeah. You have nature that is still intact. Barely. <laughs> I mean, you have 6,000 bears, uh, two yeah. thirds of Europe's uh, wild forests are in Romania. So you still have a chance to preserve it, which is fucking amazing. Cause, two
0: freaking thirds of the entire Europe forest. Forests.
2: That's the number I heard. Yeah, that's like wild forest. Wild, wild forest. forest yeah. Still, but god damn. Yeah, it's a lot of forest, man, and it's a fucking beautiful forest. When I when I went to Tsarko with uh, my friend Daniel, my climbing partner, uh, when we went to first in Tsarko, I just couldn't believe it. Like I had real silence. I could see stars. There was no road that I can hear. Dude, there Germany. There's mountains. I go. 2,500 meters up. I can still hear the road. There's just no, there's just no area where you can just really like just get some fucking quiet. You know, we Mm. just can feel isolated, experience yourself. And Romania just has so much of that. Like tomorrow, like I'm slightly terrified of what we're doing because it's a really ambitious hike. But we're going to be four days just completely on our own in the silent, beautiful nature of the Carpathians. And I hope it stays preserved. Luckily, the Salva is really powerful and they really want to like keep it that way. Uh, But, you know, uh, you never know what happens. I I just really hope Romania preserves that because it's the only country in Europe where I know, except for the French Alps and the Pyrenees maybe where you can, and Slovakia and Poland, but like all these mountain ranges where you can really like do awesome shit.
0: I always have such a hard time describing people why it's it's fun to go to the mountains. Because if you have somebody who never went, like, you hear the stories, you walked 18 kilometers a day, you're... (laughs) Feet are full of blisters. You're tired. Everything is shit. But you your home. But it's so much fun, and you love it. And I cannot explain yeah. it for myself. Like, what the <laughs> fuck came to that human being? I saw like, look at this huge piece of rock. I'm gonna right. climb it. He convinced me of that.
1: We yeah. went. He he took me to the mountainside, and I was, yeah. I, was I was sold. I was like, fuck, this yeah. is yeah. And we had we had the same conversation of like. I was there. I was enjoying it. But at the same time, I couldn't help thinking, Like, why would I ever want to do this? Right. Like, this is so such a weird thing to do. Like, I'm just going here for no reason. I'm not going to, like, provide food or shelter.
2: I'm just kind of walking and trying to not fall off a cliff. Right. And it was great. Uh, I just uh, like to experience myself in uh, extreme. I totally get it. If people are like, oh, it's buggy, it's sweaty, you get wet, you have trouble getting dry, there's no fire, you know. Like, there are tons of things that can go wrong, you know, and why does yeah, it Yeah, but there's fun? always but a
1: reason for things not to work uh, Exactly, out, right? but, so.
2: hey, you know, I'm happy. Like, dude, if fucking everyone went to the mountains, I'd be like, hey, fuck, this is pretty crowded. i like to have natural <laughs> spots for myself. <laughs> yeah. So everybody else can, like, dudes, go to the mall, stay in the city. <laughs> you know, you're right, you're right. The mountains suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just stay put, you know, I'll have it all to myself, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I and this really... is, like, the adventure that I enjoy doing now because, you know... Uh, uh it's been it's been a lot of heavy emotional lifting and you know of course there were like huge addiction periods in between and you know my the the whole episode of studying medicine in budapest that like went totally down the drain because like budapest back then was not as clean as now as it is now and it's uh so many bars and clubs to explore and i just totally went off the rails like really just just so you didn't
1: end up getting a a medical degree oh dude fuck no
2: <laughs> i did super like the crazy thing was when i came back from the point and started to do the pre-med course i fucking killed it i was suck. i was terrible at chemistry biology the whole thing that completely changed i was i had a completely new attitude towards learning and solving problems and uh, things were going well but the problem was and that's where uh infinite jest comes in because uh uh I do have a thing that is diagnosed and it comes like in waves, you know? And, uh, during that pre-med thing, what I realized is that based on the experience in Nepal, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, and those crazy events are like, woo, you know, and I'm young and like, Hey, you guys don't know shit. And I've been doing this and whatever, just being a total fucking jerk.
1: You let the pride. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally.
2: Mm. Totally. It was dude. I wish I could go back to that time and just slap myself in the face. (laughs) It was so hard. And, uh, um, yeah, but it came back biting me in the ass immediately cuz uh, as med school started, all that uh, all that problem-solving skill I had for my study schedule, learning hard things, you know, learning how to do them well and stuff like that, that all disappeared and I just fucked it up like gloriously within 3 semesters. I passed the first, I tried the second one two times and then I just called it quits cuz I knew this is this is place <laughs> and I just went back and forth between Nepal like going there more studying more and stuff so I went back to Nepal right so okay yeah like deepening my understanding of language and everything and uh uh but yeah uh, just uh eventually eventually I knew I had to do something like job wise and that's how I became a carpenter you became you fuck what <laughs> wait before you that went
1: all over the places <laughs> b- before that have you seen the office
2: uh, a little bit not uh, not in religiously like others right in i'm aware of, of the dynamic yeah, of, yeah yeah in in season 9
1: there's a the she
3: ending.
2: took me by the hand made me a man this one night she made oh yeah, uh, That's the right. one. That's the one. That's uh, that's Jan. That's Jan's uh, PA, right? Or PR, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I love called. that episode. Yeah. No, so there's a. There's it's so th- awkward. I just fucking love it. That episode is really <laughs> awkward. That is
1: an insane. You have to watch. N- never mind. <laughs> it's great. It's fucking. It's nuts. It's the cringiest uh, thing uh, in I'm TV. So it's like, oh, I yeah. just want this episode to end. It's like, uh, oh no, so it's so ooh. painful.
2: But But for my friend who was uh, who I went to Nepal with, he just loved that shit because he just—I've seen it four times, man. He (laughs) thrives on awkwardness. He just loves that shit. He he he, just—he on purpose. He comes from a really wealthy family, and like they have like these really like official dinners, and he just loves to say something like so obscene, like just to see like how everyone is trying to keep their composure. He will like try to like talk about. You know, weird anal sexual gaping, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. Actually, oh, fuck yeah. But yeah, so, there's yeah. a there's a yeah.
1: there's a scene in season nine where Andy, um, he comes back from like a boat trip, like a free month long boat trip or something. And I love that because you said something now that reminded me of that. That I have a problem with a recurring thing in my life where he comes back from like this fucking. He goes with his brother alone on a boat, and it's all blah blah blah, and whatever. He grows a beard and all shit. that. Yeah. Like, then he comes back and he's like. He's really still frustrated. He's really fucked up, and he's (laughs) having an argument with someone. And he's like, he's he's like enumerating a bunch of shit. And one of them's like, I can't fucking. And I can't remember any of the aha moments I had on the boat. And it's like, yeah, I can relate to that. Like Mm. every single like all the trips I've had. Mm. It's like I love them, but then after that,
0: I'm like, I can't.
2: I can't. Did you take notes? (laughs) No. I have like 400 pages of notes for my trips.
0: I've seen him. He he cannot write. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not capable of much. Wait, I, like, I enjoy, I go full on. Like, like I'm you perfectly can't write conscious.
2: like, write or you can't like, write like, It doesn't yourself. have the physical dexterity. <laughs> so first time I saw him,
0: I was I was just thinking like, do I need to call an ambulance or not? I, I enjoy. So he's it. your
2: social project from the beginning. I, th- <laughs> I thrive in it. Like, I'm perfectly
1: conscious and I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like, this, I know that eight, this is eight hours of my life that that's mm. what's going to happen. So I'm just, I just, I let go. And I go, I fucking ride the spiral as a song from Tool. Would right. Ride the spiral to the end and see where it takes me. Hmm. And that he, is, just, he just goes full venom. I, I, w- I was on the floor crawling and being like... <laughs> and, and he was looking at me and I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, but I'll go back. <laughs> That's my
2: entire re- my entire sense of reality is collapsing but i'm fine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> great that's why you fucking do well, it that, that, the, bro- the, so the problem with amazing. that was because
0: i would would i am able now to understand it more clearly but the, yeah. it was the first time i was actually going right. for it the only thing that made me not be worried was that we were completely in sync it's just that his amplitude was com- up to the skies I that manic energy I, I, yeah, just like, <laughs> no, I, I took three. he took one
2: <laughs> what tabs yeah yeah oh, nice so yeah, High dose of tripping is like is is is, is, is like <laughs> I, I have this friend who 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 I started tripping with and he never went above 200 micrograms. What? And I told him uh, that's me. don't, don't yeah, want that's that, that hard. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. Yeah, but you know, if well Varind agrees, if he's happy with that.
1: Oh yeah, sure, definitely. Totally. Like
2: don't yeah. go over, like seriously. No, no, no. Yeah. But there was a point where I realized, okay, I have some fucked up shit going on my head, and just these conversations just drawing circles and i really have to i need to take a deep dive so you know i took purposefully yeah. i took a lot with the conscious effort okay if this is going to be a da- bad trip i don't even give a shit you know yeah. So it's going to be a couple of terrifying hours and a lot of crying let me and... but it was not a bad trip sorry it
1: was not a bad trip or was it a bad trip
2: i don't know what people actually call a bad trip i think that if you had a trip where you confront something that's yeah. been really hurt- hurting you and fucking you up, and you have a good cry about it, and you resolve it, then that's a fucking amazing trip. Yep. Really, that's, that's like that's some my solid well. fucking tripping, you know.
1: See, I, I call it that because that's like the social norm way yeah. of calling it. I've never had a bad trip, but you know,
2: but th- then I see people who say, "Oh, I just took like five hundred micrograms," it was like t- you know, but like Whoa. I'm no. like, wait, you took five 500- hundred? <laughs> you had, like you had no like revelations about yourself. Yeah. So I realized like there are a lot of people who take acid as a total party of your drug, which I guess no. makes sense but my entry that not. my entry into that was it entirely therapeutic entirely Same. really and uh, and and I'm really and for that meditation helped a fuck ton dude being able to recognize a thing and being able to let it go because I've done it a billion times sitting on my cushion you know dissolving a thought you know and Mm. and it's clearing up space for you to notice patterns. So my yep. therapeutic process was really effective and very quick he said because we had release after release after release. Uh because I was really honest about my experience, you know? Mm-hmm. I had yep. paid attention to what was going on, you know? And uh well okay, he he made me f- he made it feel cool to actually talk about it. But meditation is is not the thing alone. That's why Headspace in my opinion that's cool for a beginning, but there are levels to the shit, you know? And It helps you recognize patterns. It helps you be more honest with yourself. It helps you on trips to recognize, oh, this is the kahuna. Why am I such a judge? You make judge pants. What the Mm. fuck? This is fucking me out of so many good times. Why do I do this? Holy shit, it doesn't even matter. I should just not do it.
1: (laughs) See, I had a way more pragmatic approach to end up to the same conclusion Mm. because I obviously didn't meditate in my life all that much or whatever when I was younger. Um, But I did spend... Like in high school, we'd be like, "Oh, look at all the drugs and blah blah blah," and like we didn't fucking do any; we just like read about them. But I always <laughs> classic, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like we're we like, "Oh, look at you know on YouTube videos about like the effects of that and this." Yeah, we were yeah, reading. yeah, yeah. And because of that, like in high school, I had this thing of like I was very fucking. I wasn't edgy to today's norms, but back then, mm. I don't think I was edgy. I Dude, was. Just... I
2: saw the picture with you of a blue hair. That's that's edgy oh, as yeah. fuck. Well, that was a... Not to say crazy. That was a <laughs> That <laughs> was a <laughs> wig.
1: But no, we were like... You know, I was... We were in high school and we we're like hormonal and whatever. And mm. I was like, if I want to commit suicide, like in, in a cool way, I'll take LSD and I'll listen to Tool and I'll gonna commit suicide. And but because of that, it uh, put me sort Funny of. Funny for on me the... was
2: heroin and jumping out of an airplane. Oh <laughs> God. That's dramatic. As fuck. I want to hear that story. No, that's from the guy who who brought me to Nepal. He always said like, if his oh. his way out is jumping out of an airplane without a parachute with a huge dose of heroin in his blood.
1: That's
0: cooler. Kind of, you really know, but I don't know. I like,
2: <laughs> um, up.
0: I, don't, I have no idea what the fuck you're going to go through. But it is dramatic so for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the closest thing to that that I've heard was on the Cho show where Steve-O talked about how he jacked off while jumping out of a plane.
2: Interesting. That's he, such a, ste- that's that. a real that's a real Stevo thing. He, he I I, did st- that. I believe that story immediately. I didn't yeah. talk-
0: or, or French Stefan, told us of, of a couple who had sex while jumping off an airplane. Oh nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, talk right.
2: about another celebrity though, you know, who, who 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 went through a like integration process of, you know, kind of realizing, Oh wait, <laughs> some of the stuff I'm doing, I may this, not be doing it out of really healthy reasons. And this maybe this guy I should we talked reassess.
1: about, David Cho, he has a, a four episode show on Hulu. Which mm in it um called show show and in the fourth episode i think uh, he he has steve-o and that's where he talks about this and he talks about like exactly that how his mom used to be a nurse uh. and uh, he always wanted to be with his mom so that's how we ended up getting in trouble a lot and hurting himself to spend more time with his mom that's what set him on the path to no a- way he yeah. said that yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, talked to, he talked about it yeah, Steve yeah. Will you, got, you have to watch no, that. i know, oh, I, know, I, know
2: I know i know i know that he grew i just had no idea that you know he, he yeah he, whoa. that's how it started
1: like this whole self-harm and doing well, crazy see, shit. That,
2: that, that's what i love about some of these celebrities like coming forward with their mental health yeah. struggles like the, the stuff that Simon, simona biles did at the olympic games i was just <gasps> wow
0: what? who You didn't notice? Oh my god, you didn't pay attention to this. There's this this very famous gymnastic... I don't read news. ...gymnastics girl. You would recognize her if you see a video. Probably. And she didn't go to the uh, Japan Olympics.
2: No, she did go. She She just didn't participate in certain competitions because... Right. ...she felt like she was mentally not there and she felt uh, really anxious and she posted videos later of a training of how she was falling and not standing tricks and she just knew, "Hey, this is super dangerous if I do it. Fuck, this is not worth it." Mm. So she set so raped. she set out the competition and I thought that's fucking brave. Girl, goddamn, yeah. she's that's that's such a boss move. And of yeah. course, she got like hate like crazy she from all these rage. fucking Why? morons. But the reason I've Pierce heard Morgan of course had something to say about oh, it. God, God so I, the
0: reason yeah. I've I've heard that it was behind the whole thing, she was she had prescription medication that she already was taken before the, mm. the last Olympics or something. So with mm-hmm. nothing out of the order, she wouldn't take this just for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It was prescribed by her... For, for, from her doctor. Yeah, yeah, Their problem is the exact same thing she needed was not sold, sold over the counter in Japan. So she oh. couldn't have had this while being there.
2: Okay. Oh, you just taught me something awesome. But it's really... it's For me, it's just that, you know, people stepping forward into the spotlight and yeah. saying, I can't do it, my head is not there. It's just... Pff- that's it's just a huge huge up to people. You got to watch the because show, it's man. like because seriously, it's uh, a lot of the mental health stigma is you know that people think that you don't want to perform. <laughs> I was like, dude, have you I tried would being lo- happy? You- dude, my brother was like that, like that, oh, like I'm up good. until this spring, and I had to fucking like I, I almost I almost punched him in the face, <laughs> but instead I just grabbed the coke can I had in my hand and smashed it on the ground. And I just told him, dude, fuck off. And I ran away. Because I was like, literally, I can't be around you. Yeah. Because like, he was kind of the guy who said stuff like, uh, oh, the nurses want too much attention. They want too much pay. You know, he oh, said that at Christmas classic. last year, after Corona year, you know. and Why that nurses? Didn't...
0: Why would you pick on nurses for more people?
2: Dude, I have no idea. What I do you know you is that after I, smashed, after I smashed that Coke can, uh, you know, I just... Same thing with my parents. I just, I just, I just uh, cut off contact to him and told him to fuck off. <laughs> but uh, as my departure neared, uh, I was like a week away from uh, going uh, from taking off on this trip. He showed up at my door, and uh, of course I couldn't like refuse. I said, like, hey, fuck off." I let him in, and uh, he couldn't even say anything. He just started crying, give me a hug, and said he was sorry. <laughs> so you know it's. Um, you're not always well advised being nice to people. Sometimes you have to you have to show them consequences that there are being dicks and that there's absolutely no way that you will suffer their presence if these are the kinds of ideas they carry around in their heads. So my brother, I was lucky that, you know, he can be an asshole, he can be a huge asshole, but he's a smart asshole. So, you know, at least he does some thinking sometimes if you force him to. So at least, uh, yeah, now we're better off. But uh, yeah, that was pretty bad because, you know, he's basically belittling uh, have you tried not being sad? You know, <laughs> it's I have like, been. yeah, dude, but I tried hard.
0: And <laughs> that note, how how would you approach the whole situation? Because the argument, uh, the arguments, the things you always hear, like start working out, spend more time in the sun, Fuck all this stuff. That's it's healthy advice, but it's not the advice you need at the, that yeah. point. But mm-hmm. how would you actually support somebody who wants to do things but is just not able to bring himself to do things? Right, because um, you don't know, you cannot actually relate to that people. That's this is all you know. Like just start running.
2: That will fix everything. I have to think about this. Run right away bit. from
0: your problems. <laughs> While
1: you think of that, I have a counterexample to your your brother's story. I have a cousin who uh, voted for Aur. And okay. You Probably don't know what that means, but.
2: Isn't that a far doesn't... right party or something? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And he doesn't believe in COVID, even though my mom fucking died. And he's like, no, no, it's, it's all bad. Sorry made up for your loss, shit. bro. It's, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. it's fine. Thank you. But yeah, I have a cousin who still doesn't. He's like, no, oh, he's covid and the doctors they're all masking it and and the same thing like i've heard the argument that you mentioned with like no they're giving you meds to fucking keep you crazy so that you can <laughs> buy more meds and keep the fucking whatever and right yeah but the the thing with the have you tried being ha- being ha- not being depressed yeah Is not something i've experienced but i have dated someone with heavy mental uh issues, I guess, trauma uh, in the past. And it's through her that I've learned that this is a, I didn't, I was not exposed to shit like this, right. In my life. But then seeing her experience and her life and people, how they treated her. And they were like, have you tried being happy and stuff? And then Mm. I, I learned that sort of tertiary from, from someone else. Right. Right. That's a,
2: that's actually a great segue. You just made me think of something that might uh, answer your question. Sweet. Um, Hmm well when you spend so much time trying to fix yourself and getting like a positive uh relationship with the world around you finally uh at first i was really like ecstatic about it right so obviously i was not quite the same as my brother but i encountered someone last year who's struggling with mental health problems and uh I was not cordial or understanding as I could have been mm. in handling that. So all these things are very new things for me too, you know, and I'm still gathering data and adjusting. and We're you all know, learning, man. Yeah, it's it, all the time. All yeah. the time. It's, it's like it never ends. And uh, um, so I do know that she, after, after we didn't talk anymore, that just by reflecting on the things I said, I said them in a really poor way and I was really unsupportive. But she picked up on that and eventually, you know, she fixed some stuff and now she has things going on for herself so well that, you know, she wants to keep her distance from me, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> there is that. So, uh, but that's a good one. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what I did, but I think, I think there are two things. Um, first of all, if someone struggling with that, um, just don't tell them what to do for fuck's sake. Don't yeah. tell them what to do. Really, don't go with this, go to the gym, go to the sun, go to the thing. Uh, These things run their course, and they have to run their course. It's like a disease, kind of. And uh, I think people at some point will pick on it themselves. And if you're not there for them during that, you can't help them to the next phase. It's incredibly difficult, of course, for a friend to watch someone go through that and them not being able to take action. But here, my best friend who had had that suicide attempt, of course, then he started going to therapy, right? And he actually is the one who kind of turned me on to you. There was something else that happened. But uh, uh, what I really liked about it is we always supported each other. We were never like going like, oh, you have to go to therapy more. Oh, you have to do this thing more. Oh, what the fuck is this? Like, why, why can't you do this well, you know? We just gave each other support, you know, because we understood this is something crippling. Holy shit, this is something fucking lethal. You know, I have mm-hmm. uh, the girlfriend of a good friend of mine. She was dealing with stuff like that. She had a different approach. She went to a clinic that really helped her. Awesome. Suddenly she was able to, like, you know, do one thing after another. And she said something great. She said, uh, you know, people give people a lot of credit for surviving all sorts of like physical diseases. Yeah. But beating depression, that's not something that people understand is really a big deal. <laughs> it's It's a huge fucking deal. And it's such a difference of, life (laughs) it's like you wake up you don't want to kill yourself unsung heroes of the world (laughs) unsung and they're everywhere because it's rampant it's absolutely rampant and uh so how do you go about this you create infrastructure you make them aware that this infrastructure exists you don't force them to Mm -hmm. because unfortunately it was the same for me i had to hit absolute rock bottom i barely left my apartment for like two and a half months three years ago Till I finally realized I'm I'm fucked. I, I can't get out of this by myself. I need help. This is uh, and it, I hated saying this because you know uh, trauma makes you very self reliant, and the whole idea that you need somebody else to fix shit is very emasculating at first. It is. You and don't want to accept it, that it. at all. At all. Hmm. Fuck that shit. It's like what? I don't have all the answers. Fuck you. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? No way. Yeah. But uh, it would, it but yeah. but again, what's really dangerous and I ha- I'm i having the situation right now with someone is that um, I'm really glad I'm, that that chapter is like I have my coping mechanisms. You know, I, I talk with stuff with friends if I need to and whatever, like I'm set now. So I'm kind of like gravitating away from the whole thing because now I'm like, oh, wow, I have a life to live now. You know, I want to build, you know, whatever career I can with my talents, whatever I think I want to do. And uh, let's see where it goes. Like I have other right. priorities now. And uh, when you meet people who are in the middle of it and who are really into it, like, really, really into it, uh, what I notice is that um, they sit there and you got this impression they're, like, observing, you know, but not observing out of, like, personal curiosity to, like, learn more about a person, but more like, uh, how can I I bring all this cool shit that I just learned about, like, mental health (laughs) improvement into the conversation? How can I bring this person to realize that that person is fucked up, you know? and and it's oh it's so cringe it's a
0: you know? i don't know why it happens whenever you learn about this <laughs> shit you just want to tell you everybody share it yeah
2: of course because you're super fucking happy because it's the, the the difference between you know yeah. having suicidal thoughts and suddenly being able to smell the roses and share laughter with people is like night and day so i get it i went through a phase like that myself you know it was insufferable pro- <laughs> but uh yeah uh it's um uh, but it's it's good that these people are there because you need them. It's just, uh, I think the whole purpose of it is to disentangle yourself at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's what this trip is kind of about. That now is like, well, okay, uh, <laughs> I I I, <laughs> I took care of this. It's ongoing too. Like some stuff, like, you know, on this trip I realized there's some uh, some things that evolved, like, you know, the whole Corona thing and lots of things from the past were, but they're like very in the moment things. Like these are things that I can just like, by exposure by reflecting myself and just by being patient you know i'm pretty sure i can like uh i can get on top of this but uh yeah i just want to focus on my photography write the book read a lot of books because like i have yeah. a stack of books like this high that i want ah, to don't read don't we all don't we all yeah. well not all unfortunately <laughs> 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 i have not read most of these oh really
1: yeah
0: but they're cool decorations yeah, yeah. But And I want to segue to something because we have spent so much time talking about fixing shit, right? And i i have a specific reason why I'm kind of silent during this whole thing because I've—I always like with this with Mike. Mike, I usually find friends that have more trauma than I do, and mm. whenever it's a discussion about trauma, yeah. I'm like, I have those so much so petty little stories that I, I can remember from my <laughs> friends when they weren't called it's like. If you mine are tell down <laughs> here, you're happier. It oh, no, makes no sense for me to talk about it. If you couldn't tell,
2: him. I'm the fucked up one of the group. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that is unacceptable i i really don't believe that there are that there are any differences uh, that there are experiences that are more valuable whatever than others like i that that that's what i think pisses me the most off about no, I of, understand. I some of the agree people that i meet yeah. on this travels they have a van you know and i get it like this is a really cool thing to do like having a car being able to explore places you've never been to meet people like holy shit it's amazing i love it but holy shit it's not for everybody yeah. And they talk and the way they talk about people who have nine to five office jobs, you know, who want to do good jobs. Like, holy shit, how the fuck is that not interesting too? Like my friend Steph here in Timishwar, he's like he's an architect. And like I don't know how a person can know so much fucking shit. Really yeah. like I can just Art just give him smart. buzzwords and I'm just scared. they're just soaking up the knowledge, you know. And I know that he is the kind of character who, you know, will actually care about finding the real thing, you know. And he's just such a composing great fucking person. You just love mm. listening to him, you know? And, no, everything
0: uh, can make a good story. You just have to be, to know how to put it, put it there. Absolutely. You yeah. Also have a good audience, but everything can make for a good story. But just as a comparison, like you the whole, all the things you talk about, and I cannot, I cannot spend another 30 minutes just summing up everything. <laughs> yeah. One of my problems that I have is, that I can still remember from my childhood, is I had a discussion once with my father. We went for like a half an hour argument about when is the big break in high school. Mm. right? like for context. And when I was in mid- middle school, our big break, like we had 20 minutes, it was at 10 o'clock uh-huh. and everybody went into it and whatever. And high school it was at 12. Yeah. Whoa. I was 11th grade when we discussed and he wouldn't listen to me that the big recess is on t- at 12 o'clock. Yeah. He would, just wouldn't. I'm, I'm looking at him like oh, I, I d- cannot, <laughs> comprehend. I cannot compute anything. Like, man, I've been, I've been in this high school for fucking three years. Trust me. I know he wouldn't listen. Wow. Stubborn. So it's that, is that kind of thing. I know it makes sense, and I know all the things that can come up for it. But just as a story wise,
2: it cannot compare objectively. Personally, uh, personally, definitely. But I don't, wh- dude, you can write like it's all about every story has an amazing angle. It's just how you tell it, really. Like basically, I like know. I told, David Foster yeah. Wallace tells you talks about being depressed, addicted, and and constantly under the barrage of entertainment. And I couldn't stop reading. I mean, he throws you a bone sometimes. There's a chapter where he talks about how the director committed suicide and it's by sticking his head into a microwave and turning it on. What and the just, fuck? And <laughs> just the way he describes it, just, dude, I was on the floor laughing. It was so fucking funny. Really, it's so incredibly funny. I need to read that. So you can yeah. write about grass growing. I know, I know. And it's fascinating. And there is 100%. And I don't know, like, it's... That's actually really funny. <laughs> like what the fuck that has like Kafka sto- uh, wrote wrote stories yes, about this. Yes. He did. He 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 found the modern literature is based on your story with your dad. <laughs> Congratulations your story is amazing. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but what happened and and me growing up and my bringing ups is I've had the fortune of stumbling upon, literally, about a website when I was in on ninth and on third grade that had mm-hmm. everything that was about mental health and... How oh actually? To d- great. How to drive this Is human? That the one you stumbled upon with stumble upon? Exactly, that's no. why stumble upon it. Do you know stumble upon? No, it? it was this cool website, and back in the day, where we just had like you will put in some interest, like I don't know, five to six interest, and then right. you would click a huge button that says stumble, and it would sh- throw you on a random page on the internet.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. That's why <laughs> does, that, does, that, does that send you to like some really really No, it wasn't that, like fucked no. up shit. Oh, it was wasn't just fucked up stuff. shit. No. Well, well, random in the internet, like you have a ran- okay. Well, hear me random. out, hear
0: me out. Okay, hear the story out. So th- <laughs> yeah, the, page, the specific page that I landed on, it was a list of fifty things you need to do in order to enjoy life more or mm-hmm. something. I found out later on that's really cliche, but it's the first time I actually encountered one of those things. I'm like, oh shit, there's yeah. instructions to this uh, machine I'm driving in. Right. Okay, <laughs> oh, wow. Same cool. website, way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Same same website got me into drugs. <laughs> So yeah, that's one of those.
2: It's the internet's uh, fault,
0: mom. (laughs) No, the the website was comprised of a thing was called High Existence. Oh, this is a play on words on, on all of the I guess thing. so, yeah. <laughs> really good <laughs> For influence. sure. Really good <laughs> <laughs> influence. I'm not, not going to bash on it. But I know all the, all the things you were supposed to do. Even the shitty ones, like go outside, spend time in the sun, work out. Mm. But even pay attention to your emotions, see what you can do with them, see what you yeah. can fr- figure out, and then move on. And the thing I always discu- discuss with people in the conclusion I've, I've been brought to, and I've also been brought to by people that study psychology. Is like that your therapist is there just to help you figure out shit, yeah. yeah, and then maybe hold you accountable. But the the actual hard thing is then how do you put them into practice? Yeah, right, because you need to take action, and sometimes it's like. <laughs>
2: i don't want to yeah like you see it you can identify with like yeah but it's like
0: i'm gonna just procrastinate another 30 minutes i don't want to
2: tell this person that spent so much time and money raising me that actually i'm not happy with the way our relationship works (laughs) 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 you literally like you know fed me you clothed me like my parents took me on amazing trips like holy shit i'm just saying this like
3: oh just didn't yeah. work out
2: good. He, he you did guys, the shit. <laughs> ah! don't hit me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, of course, no. of course. It, it, it's that's a nightmare.
0: I just want to ask how 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 do you approach this thing? Because the only thing I've I've managed and saw that it works consistently is just put up systems yeah. that will keep you in place, right? But then I've kind of realized at some point I'm stuck with the systems I, I had hmm. and developing new systems kind of like, how the fuck do you do that? Because I'm basing on the history that I have, yeah.
2: but I have no idea how to do the, the next ones. What it, it, It's like the people who read uh, Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now and instantly like you know, act like the big... They're
0: illuminated. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> like I when like, you like, have to experience the did you, know, did you know you can be aware of your thoughts? Holy shit, dude.
0: I've <laughs> actually heard there are people that don't have a voice in their head when they read and i cannot understand how that like, that how, is how crazy could, right how you problem? work like that right yeah <laughs> yeah
2: no it's like it brings back uh, to biology you know just some people like have absolutely no necessity for this so this whole like idea that you know this is the big kahuna this is like the answer to all the problems uh, that's, uh, that's 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 bullshit and it's fascinating because in germany there's this amazing thing happening like not amazing <laughs> it's it's amazingly interesting but it's not amazing Uh, There has been like a a joining of forces of esoteric circles with uh, with extreme right wing politics. Oh no! How
0: how does that
2: mix? I don't know, <laughs> but that does sound like well, obviously it's the Jews' fault, you know. As <laughs> always, what the fuck? That's like the most boring thing about these fucking conspiracy theories. I'm just like, really. <laughs> but that does what <laughs> can, you're Can you find something new?
1: <laughs> what you're describing sounds a lot like what happened in in Nazi Germany, right? With the, oh like, yeah, the, they were the, obsessed the really with the occult
2: far... and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I just
1: saw like on TikTok yesterday a thing of like they're talking about Antarctica and like how the Germans were like obsessed about it. Like that's the answer to the fucking world. And there's a big hole there, and like the Nazi germans were like obsessed about it and like <laughs> esoteric shit and like have you played blood rain the whole fucking game's based on that i haven't that's it's, one of the it's, new it's, ones it's, it's a no well no? it's from the 90s i think or early 2000 Dude, the last like,
2: game i was obsessed with was oh wait, no.
1: 2002 no so modern warfare that's newer to 2002 morrowind's 2002 yeah Anyway, it's it's a whole game about fucking vampires, but the whole back plot is about like Nazi Germany and like how they fucking make mu- mutants and like. Dude, the co- hellboy. Hellboy's about that.
2: Yeah, oh, right. Right. They the, fucking the, open the, the gates to hell. Dude, and the shit, fucking like... corporate identity of Nazi Germany is like if you're German, you carry that like a huge wave in front yeah. of you. You know, you're like, I've been to a place like I'm German. Oh, yeah, Heil Hitler. I'm like, oh, Holy shit. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, 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 People whoa. say that to you? <laughs> Of course, man. That's, mm. yeah, dude. It, it's the crazy thing. Like people, they just watch like Indiana Jones and they think like, oh, these oh are the guys God. in the cool uniforms and they speak in a funny accent. It's like, yeah, they also exterminate, like literally exterminated millions, oh, millions yeah. of people. Like it's so there hard. Are people that oblivious to the whole thing. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Dude, there, there are people there really... who don't believe the hel- Holocaust happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, at it's...
0: least you're aware that it, there's a, it's a story about it. Like <laughs> not knowing at all.
2: No, no, it's I all propaganda, know. dude. No, there's like, is <laughs> I, I found this book in the library of my parents. I have no idea why it's there, but it's uh, it's it's an it's an introduction to conspiracy theory, basically, by a guy called Jan van Helsing. And
1: <laughs> From I was the band curious, van Helsing. and
2: that was no, yeah, funny, right? <laughs> and I was wondering, hey, maybe I want to see what that book is worth, right? Oof. Because like, it's probably out of print. I'm looking at Amazon. And an American copy of it, like, pretty banged up, went for 800 euros. holy shit. shit." I have a, like... And I thought, I have a valuable artifact of this information. So, obviously, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to burn it either because burning books is, like, no. Yeah. But I'm like, wow. And, like, these guys, like, dish out huge amounts of money to read wrong shit, you know? That's crazy. It is crazy. But, you know, it also shows, like, how desperate people are for answers. Because, you know... I kind of understand, like, for example, uh, I told you guys, like, how my uh, terrorists like, had, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's not like I don't understand why that happened, because basically he said, like, in 2008, they were living in South Africa, you know, like, life was hard, but, like, you know, like, South Africa life, but they got by. And uh, then 2008 happened, you know, his family lost everything, you know, everything went totally down to shits. He was down to a thousand dollars, no job perspective in South Africa, just took what he had and went to Thailand and just kind of like, you know, winged it from there, like really living from his hand to his mouth. So obviously when something like that traumatic happens to you, and it's funny that, you know, he's not able to like see the pattern, but he, uh, uh, you know, you want answers. You want to know why the fuck Mm -hmm. are these people so corrupt? Why the fuck are these guys so fucking greedy? Like seriously, like how many hundreds of millions do you need? Seriously. Like how many hundreds of millions do you think you need? Me? Yeah.
1: Shit. All of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is
2: none. 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 Exactly. I don't care it's about. fucking crazy and I just don't understand how like there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy uh how to say like mm, there's just really imbalances in the world, right? Like why are some so poor, why are some so rich? Why is all this crazy shit happen? And and the answer to that is so infinitely complex that it's completely unsatisfying. Like, you can't... You could have a thousand pages. You can't exhaustively explain that. Yeah. And because there's so many angles to it. And which one cause do you attack first to tackle that, right? So obviously, they want to know, oh, why the hell am I poor? Why are these assholes uh, rich? And then, of course, you know, if some guy comes to you and says, hey, you know, like, actually, in their basements, they juice little children to stay alive forever. They do satanic rituals. (laughs) And, you know, it's simple, it's piffy, it's emotionally satisfying. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. You have instant moral high ground over these people. Yeah. Super rewarding. And the people you hang out with, too, they make you feel like you're special. And the fucking craziest thing is that from these people with the now suddenly enlightenment or like being in the know, having a spiritual awakening. For these people is tied to knowing about these conspiracy theories. So it's not even about you as the individual anymore. It's about what you know about how the world works, how you relate to your world, how your relationships are with your family, your friends, That's you know, and your job and stuff. That's totally out of the window. They they completely reframed the whole fucking thing. It's fascinating. What you're
1: describing now sounds like a conspiracy theory. Like the way you're phrasing it. But I mean, that's
2: my explanation. No, for no, it no, so I, far. Get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like totally. Hey, bring a guy in and can tell me wrong. But like, it's it's really. Uh, I, I read a huge piece on the in the Atlantic about it. It was really fascinating because they really underlined the religious themes of these conspiracy theories. There will be a judgment day. People oh, yeah. will be brought to justice. There will 2012, be 2012. The world is ending. There will be an age of prosperity. You know, and everything will be fine. And everything. You mm-hmm. know, it's like really. It's 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 just bringing. It's basically what priests have been doing for the past two thousand, uh, not, not 2000, just manipulating
1: people and you know children. What else have we been doing? That too, I guess. Yeah. Right.
2: But <laughs> what you're saying now
1: brings me back to the song the "How the World Works" from um, Inside from Bo Burnham. Yeah. It's like, don't you know this world is built on blood? Because that, that's the only answer managed, that I have. That was amazing whole thing. song. The, 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 the discrepancies in the world. It's like, well, yeah, because yeah, I don't know, the fucking white people just so fucking happened to be a little bit more advanced and went and fucked everyone else in the ass. And it's like, that's why they're, Yeah, I but guess, not for long. You know, well, not for long, obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying. And like, you can see the happened. fear yeah. in their eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're all white here. Oh so. <laughs> my God,
2: they're so terrified. My God. I don't know why the hell the idea of having... Different skin colors is terrifying to be. I'm really lucky, and um, because my father had that Third Reich experience, hmm. they sent me to French school. Because when he went visiting there, he saw that there were Arab kids, black kids, you know, because it was like from all sorts of countries, and uh, he he really wanted us to grow up in that. So that's good. Yeah, ironically, when I did make racist jokes, I was six years old, and it was uh, it was uh, we had a school bus that picked us up to bring us to school, and um, we had these uh, black kids in it. Hmm. and uh their name was loco and we of course called them coco which is oh god which is, yeah <laughs> totally right and like really in a bad way <laughs> Such a but dude, su- that's classic <laughs> stupid dumb yeah kid kids shit right yeah man it's okay. harmless But see what
1: i mean it's kids
2: <sighs> shit you don't fucking you're six years old no 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 it's, it's not it ill no no it, it no no it that was nice. Like literally, it was the yeah, bus the two nice, sitting but... there, and I was like, ha ha ha. Basically, oh uh, okay, okay, but, dude. So you know, know the what? The fucking dad. Yeah, was, yeah. exactly. It right, wasn't right, like right. you know, it was it was a permanent thing, you know. Okay, Not yeah, too- yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the dad came, and holy shit, he washed our heads so. The dad fucking- uh, of the two kids. Oh okay. And he taught me a lesson I never fucking forgot. <laughs> 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 he like made it no in no unclear terms what their fucking name was, how they're going to be called, Ouch. and how what we're doing is fucked up. <laughs> so. I learned my lesson there, and kudos to that, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super grateful to that guy. Like, holy shit, you know? Because when I work construction, I just realized just how much of that racist yeah, thinking is is just deeply ingrained. Like, holy shit! Then you still hear, like, you know, uh, hey, your dad was in the SS. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they know like which you know Einsatzgruppe they were in, you know, mm. and you can basically like trace back their war atrocities and stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy like that thing <laughs> uh um, when i do you know the russian movie come and see no no it's uh it's basically it's taught in it's set in uh, uh, Be- uh belarus mm-hmm. during second world war starts with a kid like digging out a rifle uh, from a battlefield joining the partisans and it's basically like showing the war experience to the kid's eyes he's like 15 oh, or shit. something what's and, it called uh come and see gonna add it to my list yeah it's 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 not it's not a fun watch but it's uh and by by the end of the movie you see like the germans committing their atrocities and stuff and for me it was just shocking because i realized okay like my, my grandfather who wasn't in the ss 85 but so yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's an old movie. yeah yeah yeah. This one. yeah yeah exactly that one all right and uh i realized holy shit like if he wasn't directly involved in these operations which you very might very well, well have been yeah exactly uh, he was at least, like, uh, involved in operations that shielded these guys, yeah. and, like, protecting their flanks or whatever. So I'm just one person removed from a guy who thought it's perfectly fine to go to war for a Nazi regime. So, you know, that's just, it's, it, it's been 80 years, but it's still so close, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, one, of, uh, uh, one of the big, uh, mo- my first LSD trip, actually, was uh, resolving for myself because I inherited a lot of the stuff that my dad was, you know, not dealing with. And I realized that on my first LSD trip. Because I saw, like, my friend, you know, he got over his panic attacks. He had a relationship. And I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking crazy. I can't imagine myself, like, being in that place. But why is that? And just suddenly, like, in a trip, I realized that, like, my base perspective on the world was that it was all smoke, ashes, destruction, and death. And when I realized that, like, wait, it's not like that. I mean, You inherited there, the guilt. Was, yeah, a lot. Hmm. And, yeah, that was, that was when I discovered the healing potential of LSD, when I just was able meditation again dissolve the thing realize this is not real this is a bullshit idea you know and this is the crazy thing i can't tell you where my biology these ideas are ingrained and it would be fascinating Mm -hmm. if a a neurobiologist could find out how that works or if they could have make people have these kinds of breakthroughs in an mri to like you know track down what happens in the brain and whatever or where it happens maybe it's in the heart too because it's really like you know relieves a lot of stress from you you know but um uh Yeah, uh, when uh, in the beginning of the therapy, I, I I read a book that really told the experience of young children in that war and how they were raised. And you know, my dad always made it sound like adventure stories, like oh yeah, and then this plane crashed into our garden, and you know, <laughs> we removed the jet tanks, you know, and we made like canoes out of it, and blah blah blah, and we played with ammunition, huh? you know. And then you read it, and you're like, holy, you know. And Fuck. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, he made it sound like, you know, this is adventure this stories It yeah. like yeah. Uh, You know? <laughs> I mean, not really fun, but, like, I don't know. It had, like, he told it like it was an exciting thing, you know? And wow. Then you get old, and you realize, holy shit. And then, you know, I started, like, asking historians, you know, hey, actually, is it true that, like, that village was like yeah it was like super important because the village of my father was like at the junction of two rail tracks it was super important strategic point so they fought tooth and nails over it and i was like holy shit he didn't tell me anything of this and he always told me that from the bunker when they were liberated there were black soldiers and then i did my research and fuck yeah the only black tank unit in the second world war came through to save my, to, 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 to liberate, liberate uh, to liberate my dad's village. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Fucking A. And that's like, like I said, it's 80 years ago and it seems like a long time, but it's so fucking present still. And you can see it like that, like German coldness, inability to, have you read
1: Heinrich Böll? Uh, of some of him, Yeah. Billiards, Ooh. billiards half past eight or some shit. No. Uh, that one's really good yeah. I, I made two stories about this one I made the Ooh. mistake of taking that book with me to Germany when I visited <laughs> the book has a, an, a a black eight ball with a swastika on it oh nice <laughs> and, I, and I took it with me when I went to Germany yeah but if it
2: says Heinrich Boll people should know what the fuck
1: well I went to visit uh, some family friends right. uh, with my family and the, the the kid Thomas you know Thomas Yeah. Uh, he, he took me to his high school he was doing like his thesis or whatever in high school some shit like some exams and I was kind of I wasn't allowed to be in the room so i was in the hallway and this group of kids just fucking jumped me and they're like hi who are you and i'm like um and i was i was holding the book and they're like who are you and i'm like i'm Antifa. here with this friend and i'm just taking an exam and i'm just it's Böll, and they're like oh okay fine okay yeah, but like yeah. my my friend's friends were like are you kind of an evil person and i'm like no, it's, it's your fucking. he's a national writer i didn't it's not my choice yeah, to Heinrich is really important the book the book is really good it's like Free generational, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's 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 told for the story of three different generations, right? Mm. Grandfather, father, and son, uh, and the grandfather helped build Berlin or whatever the fuck. Mm. Um, and the, the the three of them went for the same sort of direction of work, mm. right? So one was like a construction architect, something building Germany. The second one was during the war, and he was tasked with like bombarding shit, right? To make room for other stuff. Fuck. And then the son was the 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 last one was tasked to, like, after the war, he was like rebuilding Berlin and shit. Mm. Like, or I think it was Berlin, I don't know, some town. Damn, uh, some novel. a novel. But Holy it, shit. it's it's told for like free, and it's it's not like this, this, this. It's like yeah, yeah. told intertwined oh, wow. throughout the perspective of the free people. Thanks for making it's, me self conscious as a writer. It's really weird. <laughs> <boring. laughs> and it's really weird because the other <laughs> famous book that he has is dialogue, Monologues of a Clown or Dialogues of a Clown or some shit like that. And right. that one is only told for the perspective of one person, and I couldn't, I got bored. Yeah. It was more interesting to read it, like, because it's really confusing. Cause it's like three different perspectives, and they're all German names and shit. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fucking which <laughs> one's which. I kind of get the vague idea, but it's it's really good. It's really beautiful. They just it's all exposition. They all just talk about, oh, it's so weird that my like dad was tasked with bombarding this, and right. now I have like the the responsibility of rebuilding it from right. the guilt of the war. But my so much like a grandfather who was tasked with building it before, and it's it's really
2: good. The most. The most amazing uh, piece of art, though, in my opinion, that explains uh, that period of time is not even related to that time. It's it's a movie by uh, Michael Haneke. Do you know?
1: Him? Nope, but it's you said movie, so I'm opening up Letterboxd <laughs> to add it to my watch list.
2: Oh man, this is this is <laughs> going to be a very unpleasant watch. It's called *Das Weiße Band* the uh, the White Ribbon. It's it's set in 1913 in the summer of 1913 in Germany. 2009. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Michael. Haneke.
2: And uh, right. it's basically a portrayal of the society there and things that happen and the absolute... There's no, You don't see violent acts in the movie and it's the most brutal horror movie I've ever seen and I'm never watching all that implied, movie right? ever again. A lot of implied, but what you realize at the end is that it's basically showing you in what kind of environment the children grew up at that time. Uh ended up being the adults in the third reich and what ideas they've been brought up oh, with and shit. what priorities would be said how little they were nurtured how obedient they were but see, that's and the how thing. cruel from a very very young age that's and the thing he there are a lot of sex that in such a perfection that is so incredibly creepy wow. uh it was it was incredibly tough watch but it's it's it explains it, it really helps you understand you know uh, how much an evolution has happened. You know, like the fact that we have happy people in Germany is fucking mind blowing <laughs> to me, really, because uh, it's no, it's no surprise. That a lot of Germans actually take interest in you know hospitality, like betterment and stuff, because we need it. <laughs> yeah, we really, really, really fucking need it. It's I think the only population that may be more neurotic than Germans are Israelis, and that makes so much sense because shit. holy shit, they like the thing that we did to them. I don't. It's, it's, to me, it's amazing that Russians and Israelis are friends with Germans because. <laughs> the cruelty we just did on these people, you know wow. the fact that shows that there can be peace, right they can be understand. I mean, I hope to travel to Russia on this trip, right, and mm-hmm. already when I went to Poland for the first time, you know, it's not oh like boy. I felt like, oh my God, they're gonna beat me I'm like not did you go goal. to auschwitz no no, I didn't i-, w- I only went in Warsaw, and uh, I don't know, it's just uh, I don't know, I just actually that was where I went before I went to Belgrade before mm-hmm. I came here, and uh, <laughs> I was standing on that main square in Poland oh uh, in Warsaw. And I was just looking around, getting a feel for the place, you know, my friend, and suddenly, like, this huge shaven guy, dude, like, you know, with a big, like, uh, a football jersey and a big, like, you know, Polish eagle on it, you know, just standing there, like, where are you from? I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm German. <laughs> oh, welcome. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, thank God. <laughs> Holy shit. No, it's because, like, really, like, you see the pictures and, you know, you don't know, like, how... You know, and trauma is transgenerational. You know, yeah. if they don't deal with it, you know, maybe your kids will have to do it. It's not, it's not set in stone, you know, but it can happen. It can happen. And uh, the the amazing opportunity we have with this amazing peacetime we have is that people have the free time to actually say, okay, well, my parents they had to deal with that, and obviously, w- with the experience they had, they get a huge kick out of just having a house, <laughs> things going in a very orderly way. And things just functioning, you know. That makes them happy because they know exactly what it looks like when everything is to shits and nothing works. Yeah. So that totally makes sense. But we were brought up. I mean, okay, I don't. It's I, for you guys. For, I, I don't know how you, Romanians, relate like to 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 how wealthy your upbringing was compared to like the communist era. But in Germany, like you know, like just it's an overwhelmingly wealthy country. Really, it's just so. Oh, yeah crazy like if i took you to bavaria to some of the places like it's so i've been to bavaria oh right okay so you've seen like how just picture perfect yeah, everything looks. exactly right and <laughs> what we're finding out is that wealth is actually detrimental to the development of yeah, no shit or can thought. be it depends what priorities you set, yeah. you know of course but if you're completely uninvolved with the with the with the uh, development of your child you know they can pick up on a lot of that shit then the boarding school i went to of course was a, it was an expensive boarding school you know and uh, what my friends and I, we picked up on the guys that I went to Nepal with after that was that, look at these kids. We have literally, we're like, there are very few who are wealthier or like have more chances, right? And everybody here is super cruel and miserable. <laughs> like dude, like 10 <laughs> meters away from my door in my dorm, <laughs> they, they raped a guy with an ice hockey stick. What the fuck? Yeah. They put a condom Where on the was ice. Where this? this? was in Switzerland. What? Yeah. Now guess what happened to the guys? And the only reason they found out is there was a rumor and the director used to be a police officer and he cross examined the victim (laughs) and until he had him like in you know in saying contradictory things and then he knew something happened. So eventually he like spilled the goods and uh eventually they found out who did it. Guess what happened to the guys who did it? Not much. No. They were allowed to graduate. They were excluded from classes, but they were given tutors and uh, they, were, uh, they were allowed to finish their graduation there. Sounds so like preferential treatment almost. <laughs> no, it is. It is. <laughs> That's like people saying that the, privile- that the rich and whatever are privileged and you know that the different that kinds a fucking, of laws apply to them that happens, is man? true.
1: Huh? Like, you, you see a lot of people on the internet who've been to like Africa and shit and everyone I've seen is like, yeah, they're a lot happier. They're fucking dirt poor, but they're a lot
2: happier. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean. I'm guessing it's not like I that hate that everywhere. That's not my position to say at all because I'm pretty sure that the family, you know, who lost their child because they didn't get like the fucking super generic yeah, medicine obvi- or whatever, obviously. they're yeah. not going to say they're happy about yeah, that yeah. for sure, you know. Uh, what I would say is that they have much stronger social ties and understand the yeah. value of social ties and they have much stronger community feeling. And this is, this is what I think erodes the happiness and why I have such a distant relationship to the whole therapy, spirituality thing in the first place. Because I think that healthy communities who take care of each other, who, you know, if you teach your kids shit, if you raise them well, if you live the values, if you show that there are consequences to doing wrong things... You know, and but now we have politicians. You know, who can fuck up anything and no consequences. Exactly, a nurse who gets the medicine wrong and kills a patient will never work as a nurse ever again. You know, there are just different consequences for people, and people pick up on that. They're dumb, and they get really pissed when that happens. Yeah, and I'm not sure that these guys up there understand that. They don't probably, (laughs) Probably. and if they do, they don't care.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) what you've been talking for the last 15 minutes just reminds me of that thing of. tough times breed tough men tough men tough men make good times good times 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 make bad men weak men who make bad times and absolutely i feel like we're now
2: in a weak time because we are but i also think that if we take on that process of actually you know examining ourselves and just kind of like having reality checks yeah, but we don't. That's, yeah, exactly. That's the thing because I agree created- with you, but we don't. I mean, yeah, look, what's no, nobody's going to pick up shit, on that like, since two years ago, right? It's
1: fucking riots and shit. Dude,
2: you can believe and- that lizard people run the world, and you can survive because your pizza yeah. order will come regardless whether you believe in lizard people or yeah. not. There are no consequences for being a moron. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's laughs>
0: no more natural selection. No more natural selection. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> not yes. <even> this, we <laughs> don't want to let this COVID role.
2: thing do its thing, you know? It's like <laughs> this guy say. this guy says, oh, incredibly sorry. It's just like he expected that people, you know, just out of a, a sense of self preservation, that they would, you know, self isolate, respect, like, you know, distancing and social distancing and stuff. But no. <laughs> so, oh no, I, I uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> <COVID-19>. <laughs> I'm palinkashi ustroi Covid yinemik. Okay, wow. <laughs> that would have been citation enough. needed, please. <laughs> that would have been enough
0: by itself, but we went to the streets to say we want to not protect ourselves. Yeah, wow. yeah we did. Yeah. Our, our 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 countrymen did our countrymen our city also did it a lot.
1: Yeah, but I get yeah, it. Not you know, a, because a lot. My
2: my, my my first career impulse after boarding school was uh, I was like, okay, fuck all these guys. I'm going to do something that is so incredibly hard to do that you can't buy your way into. That you know it's going to give me all the accolades and self confidence that I need. <laughs> so I show up at the at the recruitment office and I'm like, uh, yeah, I want to test out for uh, uh, for the uh, for the commandos. And like, the you commandos. Fit? Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I was.
0: Why? Because it's all merit. You jump have. out of
2: airplanes. You you can be dropped in the ocean and you basically reorganize the food chain. Like my, my picture my picture <laughs> yeah, was absolutely. of like look <laughs> it's so good. GI Joe. <laughs> like look what they did in the movies. Basically there is no male protagonist who doesn't have a special forces background because they just need that line to establish he's a total fucking badass. Yeah, you but know?
1: that's not really what happens in real life. No, of it? course not. Of course not. Real life is you know fucking no, fuck it's over an, people in incredibly It's an incredibly, it's an incredibly
2: abusive shit. group of crazy people exactly. who have Especially, they dissolved the company when they found out that they had Nazi salutes and weird fucking Nazi ceremonies when they uh, when they uh, when they celebrated the end of uh, uh, a captain's career. Jesus. That was a huge scandal and everything. Yeah, really? yeah. So that's the guys that I wanted to join. Yeah, and oh uh, but luckily I showed up for the medical and I didn't pass that because my eyes are fucked. So. Oh, yeah. But then I was Ooh, like... Lucky there. <laughs> lucky there, right. But back then, it didn't feel like that at I all. Know, you I know, don't i was imagining. Like, fuck, I trained like six months for this. I can run like a fucking steamroll. I can do push-ups and sit-ups all day. Like, what the fuck am I going to do now? And uh, it took a long Male time. Male stripper. <laughs> wow. I... I never thought of that. I'm a little stiff around the hips. I think <laughs> my I, I was socialized dancing wise in the mosh pit. I don't know if that <laughs> works for fucking if that works for for stripping. You could have yeah.
0: make it your own thing. Maybe I'm sure that wouldn't have been Head like heads. <laughs> I would have yeah. watched that.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe you're
0: welcome. Now you know. I can still it, do it. It's not too so late. It's maybe not too so late, it's David. A, it's
2: a career I can like cross go into maybe. It could wait, be wait, wait, it
1: could be a j- carpenter. I just remembered.
2: Yeah. Roofer, more specifically. What? Uh yeah, I know that Carpenter Commando
1: came... Carpenter.
2: <laughs> and medicine in between Nepal. I was yeah, Nepal. And before that I was in a multi level marketing uh pyramid scheme. Oh my game. god of course. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I worked uh two years uh I worked uh I, I tried to make that M way thing happen. Oh it, my god. Yeah, I was this close. Oh dude. I was this close, dude. Oh dude, holy shit. Yeah, that was like holy shit! Like when I think back, this was just from one sectarian thing into another. <laughs> like be it Commandos, then this fucking M way thing, and then uh, you like your extremes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Romania is like the perfect place. How did you end <laughs> up to carpenting? Uh, I was uh, during. Uh... Are you Jesus, <sighs> dude? <laughs> no. I have too many attachments, <laughs> but uh, I uh, I uh, I met a guy. I was doing a, I was doing a tour in the Himalaya for like uh, was like a three week hike, and uh, we I met this guy who was a carpenter, and he told me oh yeah like for six months he goes to New Zealand he works there and uh, then he just goes climbing and uh, hiking for the rest of the year. I was oh that sounds pretty good, so I come back to Germany and I wanted to sit down and write a first draft for my novel, but I sat there and I was like something's missing. And just realized like there's some sort of I don't know like something something difficult was like man I need a hammer <laughs> I need a hammer fuck this <laughs> pen. <laughs> and uh, I just remembered what he said I was like hey maybe this is a good idea maybe we can doing a, an apprenticeship as a carpenter would you know open new doors and would give me new experiences new insights and uh, you know maybe toughen myself up a bit and uh, yeah could be cool you know working with tools and stuff <laughs> yeah and uh, I mean. I think I learned more in that apprenticeship and that work than I did, than I would have in university because it's an, ex- it, I mean, I was just shit out of luck. Like the, the, the working environments I came were incredibly hostile. Like I had to fight with colleagues. I had to fucking.
1: In carpenting?
2: Yeah, dude. What well, dude, dude, I was a guy who speaks two foreign languages who comes like from the city out to the countryside where, oh. you know, super hard boiled blue collar country boys are working like there's like problem. who the fuck is this guy that's a problem yeah and honestly i wasn't talented enough to really you know like shut them up real quick because i couldn't even tell like you know i couldn't c- tell a drywall uh a uh, uh, screwdriver from a normal screwdriver part you know Did or you like difference yeah yeah yeah. there <laughs> <Jesus> is <Christ. laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like what the yeah. fuck you know but i thought you know i thought like okay what i had was discipline i showed up on time all the time and uh you know, I was a workhorse, you know, I could like carry heavy shit, you know, and when they told me to do this and I hoped that I thought like, well, these are blue collar people I understand that I have to like prove myself first. Yeah. And I, I thought like, you. and I thought like, okay, like after three months of showing them, I can do the heavy lifting and stuff. They'll, uh, accept they'll you. eventually accept me. Well, some did, uh, but unfortunately a lot didn't. And, uh, it was very unfortunate because every time I was with the ones, uh, who did, we did amazing work. Everything was super easy. I always knew what I had to do. I did good work. Everything was great. And as soon as was with the assholes, dude, like, just, like, having two left hands, you know, constantly tripping over shit, constantly being, like, insecure and stuff. And that should have, like, dialed me in already that, you know, maybe I need a process of, you know, maybe kind of uh, getting over these insecurities and stuff because, mm-hmm. but I grew a spine on the construction side. You know, at some point, like, someone was yelling at me for some absolutely bullshit thing. And I just told him, look, man, you say another word. I'm going to rip your fucking tongue out. (laughs) 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 And I never said that to anyone, especially not in a tone that, you know, would, you know, make you believe it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But luckily I had picked up on jujitsu in the So I was working construction the other day and going to jujitsu in the evening. And so after a while, you know, I just had the confidence to say, like, dude, yeah, I can totally do this. I'm going to break every single bone (laughs) in your body if I have to. (laughs) (laughs) On the rooftop. uh, On (laughs) the rooftop. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. These are such cool jobs, you know, just like craftsmanship, you know, it's really cool. But the people, there are cool companies with really cool spirits and stuff, but I just didn't really look out in that regard. Still learned a lot, but, uh, yeah. Have
1: you ever seen uh, Dirty Jobs? Mike yeah yeah job. yeah that's super cool I, I tell this to like everyone you, you know this we talked about this before yeah. you know what he, you know what he's doing nowadays no uh he's actually promoting blue collar work in yeah, america for excellent. people he's normalizing uh, j- j- uh, the fuck what they call it? my city jobs. Uh, yeah like not you know office yeah, yeah, yeah. Desk yeah. jobs just like get your Look hands God, dirty dude, soldering i don't understand shit. he has a podcast a fuck- you have doing to be a like
2: fucking moron in the united states to go to university Why the fuck don't you just learn to pick up a fucking welder thing and you make... I have a fucking friend in Chicago. He's an operations engineer. He drives an excavator. He makes six figures. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, because they're sought-after jobs. Yes. Because everyone wants to go to university. No one wants to get their hands dirty. Yeah, but getting your hands dirty is incredibly rewarding and fun, really. Yes. And I'm pretty sure I would have stayed in it if I had found a place that was... The funny thing is the company that I ended up uh, finishing at, my, my apprenticeship... Uh, there were two guys who were really like ruining it kind of for everybody. Uh, One was uh, just an older guy who just got mad at everything for no good reason. Mm. He was the guy who told that thing with the tongue. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the other one was just... uh, Well, he was a young master carpenter. And, uh, you know, he had three kids, a wife, and, you know, he was living in Munich, and he couldn't make ends meet. So he took out his frustration on us all the Mm -hmm. time. It was incredibly frustrating. But at least with him, I understood where it was coming from. The other one... He, he did well for himself, you know, so whatever. Power trip. Yeah. Uh But they, these two left eventually, like, I think a year after, after I left, and then the complete young guard took over, and now I just, like, I see their stories on Instagram, and they just have a fucking blast, you know? And I'm just like... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you were too early <laughs> too early right yeah just like one more year and it would have been like the perfect working environment but then maybe i wouldn't have come to romania and like i so wouldn't have discovered this os- job that was my last uh, uh employed job yeah no actually no that's not true my last employed job was uh, waiting last year i was doing that on the side and there was like a place where they send you and my last job was uh waiting tables at the munich security conference just before covid hit wow yeah yeah that was that that robbed me of my last delusions of uh, of uh, politics having any interest in fixing shit, <laughs> because what you're basically see them live. It's a five yeah yeah it's a five star hotel and you think like oh, well, okay behind closed doors they have like a different way of talking to each other and you realize that they read books you know and have actually like reflection power in their brains you know and, and you nope. just realize no it's just it's just a big all like toss off you know it's like. Circle jerk. It's fucking crazy. I, I watched a president of of Armenia giving a speech because he's a pro, he. I don't know if he's still president, but uh, he apparently he used to be a professor of physics. And uh, okay. he was explaining how politics and quantum uh, quantum physics are related, you know, because quantum is like such a fucking buzzword. I'm you gonna all bullshit it on that. Fucking everything, seriously. As soon as someone says quantum, I'm like retard. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's exactly the same. <laughs> oh god, I hate it. I have but one <laughs> specific book
0: about how quantum mechanics actually work and the whole demystification yeah. of, of it, and yeah. how pop culture grab it and just it's perverted it completely. Completely. <laughs> completely. Whatever I hear, quantum, like no. Yeah. You have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly.
2: And he was like mm-hmm. and he was like uh giving a speech about uh yeah, just how, you know, all these uncertainty factors like the smartphone are like a factor of quantum physics and that you know fucks with reality and shit like that. It was bullshit. I was like I was just there cleaning glasses thinking this guy's a fucking president and these guys are like gobbling up this bullshit like what? And uh and then when he was done, there was a there was a congresswoman from the states and she's like Ha, oh, Mr. President, such a wonderful and interesting speech. Please tell me, what are you doing against illegal tobacco sales that finance terrorism from Armenia and Iraq? Oh, shit. I was like, oh, oh, snap. snap. Nice. <laughs> you go, girl. No, no, but she was like, she was so fucking annoying about it, really. She was just, you can say, like, oh, with a full speech, here, let me fuck you right here. And he says he doesn't have any knowledge of these things. He was playing yep. it cool, you know, and diplomatic. Like, I've obviously. never heard about that. What the fuck? Yeah, I've never. I mean, I mean, Armenia is a place I want to go to. Maybe I'll find out more about that there. <laughs> but uh, but you know, just just the tone of voice, just like this this circle jerking of like, ah, oh, have you read this paper from this new think tank? It's, it's so so interesting it's like what look at <laughs> me i'm so smart it's right. like, oh. like people who've never seen like a fucking dirty who never shit in a hole in the ground you know and yeah. and, and just write about faraway countries and how we're supposed to like do nation building you know and whatever but the kicker was that my colleague was an afghan and this is a total fucking badass he did like the whole fucking route you know fleeing uh route to germany holy he shit. arrived got asylum yeah He learned the language in one and a half years, and I'm telling you, he learned the language. German's hard. German is hard, and this guy fucking like spoke it like was like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) This guy is like, he's on it. But he also he picked up an apprenticeship for uh, being like a a guy who who's uh, like specialized in like hotel work and stuff, like Mm -hmm. waiting, barring, like the whole fucking shebang, you know, managing whatever. Uh, uh, on the side he did his driver's license which is pretty expensive to do in Germany it's like at least 2,000 euros he got himself a car he works on the side he's doing security at football games on the weekends oh that's tough that guy does work all the fucking time (laughs) <laughs> and that's a hustler yeah he total hustler and never complain ever he like, knows where he's coming soul, from yeah, he had exactly. to run away from a fucking country yeah, and and he sending, knows why he's working yeah, and he's sending half the money to his family and there he's cleaning go. glasses while general david petraeus <laughs> is holding a speech on why hellfire missiles on afghan weddings are you know sad little mistakes dude the fucking surreal uh, what the fucking surrealness of that scene was just absolutely mind-blowing the complete disconnect of these champagne drinking motherfuckers (laughs) you know rubbing each other's backs you know giving each other reach arounds basically yeah while my buddy here just fucking you know worked his ass off to you know first of all the dangers you know he had to go through iran turkey you know the whole fucking Balkans to make it to germany you know and killing it you know and but you know if we just left these people alone you know like who knows if he would have to flee? Maybe his life wouldn't be like as or We wouldn't have the money. That's a whole different story. But like, holy shit! Like, leave these people fucking alone. I'm so. He- I mean, ah, uh, careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in a way, political. In a way, I'm so fucking glad how easy it was for the Taliban to take Afghanistan back because I think that the last fucking moron in any think tank office. Realizes that nation building is a terrible idea and only brings the worst out of the West because what really what's really sad is that at least there was an illusion about the West having like the right ideals. But then 2001 mm. came, 9/11. Oh yeah, that's like 20th anniversary soon, right? And oh uh, sh- wait, yeah, like yeah. In a couple of days. Yeah, and I and, and I like to maintain that maybe Osama bin Laden was like super smart because maybe he knew that if he takes that down, that the Americans are gonna throw such a tantrum <laughs> that they'll have to betray everything that they are known for and idealized for. And look at them. They did. Twenty years after, people riot at the Capitol. So Their own people hate them right. more than the rest of the world. Right, like the divide and through the war and everything, and the crisis, you know, and you know, that kind of like, the toppling down of the World Trade Center is kind of symbolic of, the symbol, Shit. is the domino, is the first domino yeah. that just kind of made the whole thing fall. So I don't know if he anticipated all that in that detail, but if he did, he's a fucking genius. I mean, he's he was a structural engineer, you know, chances are that he thought pretty methodically about this stuff. We'll mm. never know. But uh, uh, I always thought we never live in interesting times and <laughs> Boy, was I wrong! Holy oh, yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> like fuck! Like the news cycle is just so much more dramatic than any fiction. It's it's absolutely amazing. I love this, like, the, these like <laughs> these threads throughout life, right?
1: Right. It's like, uh, have you read Asimov?
2: No. Right. I'm so not a fan this... of his writing, but right. uh, I'm fan of his uh, innovative. Thinking. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's this yeah. in the Foundation series. There's this whole thing. It's called psychohistory. Uh, where the main character, uh, the, the whole backbone of the Foundation series is about this psychohistory where this one guy developed this science where he can predict... Because Asimov was a thermodynamic s- something chemistry dude, right? He majored in that. He was a teacher. That was a shit. lot of science buzzwords. <laughs> I right? no, no, but he, he specializes in thermodynamics, okay, right? Okay, okay. So it's interesting how he transposed that in psychohistory in right this it. fictitious world where he's basically looking at patterns in the world. Right. He's not looking at individual people. He's looking at humanity as a pattern, right? Right, right, He's using third pseudo thermodynamic, um, principles. Right. And it's really interesting because if you apply that in some way to real life, like, I don't know the whole fucking fight against pronouns and shit, right. In Canada, and yeah. making it legal and stuff, you could trace that back to like the world changing, like post nine eleven, and like things
2: probably yeah
1: impacting like s- slightly and sort of changing the trajectory that we oh, go. There are definitely with, events that right. shift stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But what
2: you say is really interesting, like about the pattern recognition, because I have a friend right. uh, uh, in Germany. He's a he's an astrophysicist. Okay. And he's not related to these spiritual subjects at all that I studied. And uh, but <laughs> I can year, understand w- why. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But this year we had like a walk, and you know we just talked about stuff because we like to catch up. And uh, he just taught. Me, he just told me about his latest, you know, kind of like insights that he had or you know breakthroughs he had, and it was super interesting. Because uh, what one part that really helped me here was uh, was a big realization I had about unconditional love. And uh, it's a really difficult thing to integrate. And I definitely failed at it many times. But I realized it took a lot of judgment away that I had in my interactions. And I realized that really helped me interact with people quicker and on a new level because there was just less bullshit standing in between. Less gates to go through. Right, one. exactly. Yeah. I, if you make people jump through less hoops, it's much more easy to interact. And uh, But he had a very similar realization just through his studies to the fucking telescope. And just study, studying patterns of people and just realizing if reality, if matter was supposed to manifest differently, it would. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he just decided you can set boundaries about people who are toxic and, you know, not a positive element against you, but there's no need to judge them. <laughs> there's no need to, you know, uh, tell them. Just making it worse for them because, like, they're not having a great time. Definitely not. (laughs) Sort of a live and let live. Exactly, but he seemed like you know, it felt like you know, he seemed he seemed more content and more insightful about it than many people who I've met on beaches talking about their. 80th ayahuasca trip, you know, and, like, how they made love to their spirit guide and whatever, you know.
0: I think I can blame... (laughs) I want to blame that, at least, part of it on the mental discipline he has to have, like, being... Absolutely, yeah, Mm -hmm. because he has to...
2: You have to... uh, The Dalai Lama said something great. Basically, the more more you live in ignorance of how things really are, the more you suffer. And I thought that's, like, a really beautiful line that he said there because, you know, uh, people act as if there are no... People act as if they're... Th- as everything was, like, up in the air, you know? As like, my opinion is as good as any fact. And that's a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there is a higher... I, I mean, I get it. Like, if you say lizard people run the world, I guess that's true, but it's only subjectively true for you. And the circle in which that truth operates and functions is so small that it's basically at the very bottom of the truth hierarchy. So, what are the things that are actually true? Shit is impermanent. Like... <laughs> Yeah. levels of complexity always increase you know now latest with the internet you know like basically an entity from a sea of information you know like we came from the sea almost it That's
0: not freaking matter for that fact like we just yeah. go lower and lower on the microscopic scale like right. w- at one point atoms was as at low as you could yeah. go
2: then you can go, like, into, like, the eye. Where do you want to, like, where do you want to lock down your personality? The thing that makes you, that makes you Michael, okay, like, what the fuck? Like, do you want to say yeah. it, like, in the hand or whatever? Like, we basically, this whole, it's an imputation, you know? Kurzgesagt had a video about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they have good stuff. They, they do. They have really video. good stuff, yeah. and uh, and, and Yeah, you they know, had a video about that. I- if we could hold people a little more accountable to, you know, uh, it's like, hey, hey, okay, like, yeah, what you say, you know, for you, that's true. But look where it ranks, like, in comparison to other things that are true. Like, these things we could say for certain. What you say is pretty much bullshit. <laughs> that's how not true it is. And uh, I think uh, we lost a bit of the, what can you say,
0: the grounds to do that. Because now it's easier. Whoever has the, the biggest mouth on the internet, that's the person who
2: wins. And that's a problem. That's amazing. And Trump, like, showed us th- uh, that. And, 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 you know, mm. I kind of admire him for that. Because the amazing thing is that his opposition had like no tool against it. That's like the real sad story. Like the whole all the western media was like, oh no, Trump did this, Trump did that. Uh. No one, absolutely no one seemed to have like any reach with saying, "Hey, what's going on with these Democrats?" Like look look who they're losing to. <laughs> yeah, but that's cuz the <laughs> Look is who's giving them a run for their money, the like this left. fucking asshole. This fucking yeah. useless piece of shit human being
1: but that's because the whole left of the Americas is busy fighting <laughs> amongst themselves dude. about their pronouns to and shit like that it's right? so
2: <laughs> funny really i mean I'm, I'm just watching it from a distance like the other day a, a friend sent me a link uh about like some crazy shit that's happening in texas again i was like dude like seriously the changes that they have to go through are so profound and necessary yeah that insanity just has to run its course we we, we, we can just be happy to be here on this side And we're just going to (laughs) watch. It's just sad because, you know, they're the powerful guys that guarantee our freedom. So I'm not sure if Europe is ready to finally, like, you know, nut up and, you know, just say, hey, this is us. And, uh, hey, China, we're going to stop giving you shit as long as you incarcerate people for being different. You know, but they, they don't have balls. They don't have the balls to do it. They're also not ready to like sell the repercussions of it. And people certainly will not suffer it. Like, look, we asked them to stay inside and like social distance and people like fled into things. And that's why I think like, you know, we talked about like how much can you really change? And I think on an individual level, I think you can change a lot about how you respond to things and to suffering and like hard times. But on the grand scale of things, man, fuck, I really think that these are just currents that just run their course. Like, you know, the Cold War, like, you know, avoiding atomic, annihilation you know, yeah. like they've been dealing with shit too like 50 years ago what the fuck and like people who say they can change the world with this or that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure that's possible because First of all, how
0: would you just mass spread it to everybody and exactly. the problem is that the people ho- who are in charge of these whole things that the major decision they're not the ones spending time thinking about the whole thing because they don't <laughs> have the literal time or yeah. North the
2: interest, probably. Yeah. So the most valuable thing you have is the people around you, the way you relate to them. And that's why I think that these communities in poor countries. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, oh god, I just say this. Just in Romania you have a lot of that too. I think a lot of yeah. that communist heritage, this having to look out for each other, sharing shit, and you know, just making shit less complicated just out of the necessity to survive because there's literally not much to go by. Uh it's amazing that 30 years later, that's still here. I, I don't know if it's weak or anything. They're sure, like, once I stepped out of my tent out of the car, and there was this old guy, and I just said, uh, and he immediately gave me a 30-minute lecture on how things were better in communism than now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was He's like, holy shit. people do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that he assumed that I knew enough Romanian to understand was staggering to me, you know, and I understood, like, <laughs> yeah. a bit, but, you know, not we, all we the details. We talked about that. That, is, that doesn't <laughs> matter. You,
1: you needed to hear yeah. that. We talked about this as well. Like, I I have this problem because I'm spending a lot of time with my granddad and like this whole sort of mentality and shit. Like, I get to some extent why they think communism was better from for some points of view. Right. But like, you are right about that. Like, they did have that community building shit. They had to take care of each other, and I don't see that especially with like Gen Y and millennials and Gen Z. I yeah, don't but see they've that been like... raised
2: to be atomized. You know? Exactly.
1: Exactly. 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 Can't really. But blame because of them. that, like, we had this conversation. Like, if if my fucking phone went down in electricity, like, I I don't even fucking know my neighbors like i wouldn't i wouldn't know what to go and like ask to yeah like, i'm i'm ordering my food like i wouldn't even know
2: what to go and ask them to, to borrow me i don't even know what to cook right like i have but see the beautiful thing is i think that comes back really really quickly but well, the first time i went camping yeah but that in could go wild.
1: both ways that could go in the way of like it come back or it could go fucking tribal fucking mad max style would that be kind of cool? It would be cool. There are
2: people cosplaying the fucking dystopian future all the time, and now they tell me they're f- they're afraid of a dystopian future. Like yes, on, they are. Man. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yeah, but yeah. see
1: here, we go back to what Kalin says a lot about like if how would we survive in the Middle Ages? We wouldn't. We wear
0: glasses. We'd be dead. <laughs> we'd be dead. <laughs> no, literally, we'd not survive. We were, right. Oh yeah, just
2: notice <laughs> the realness. Just, just, think just about because it. of that. <laughs> if you
0: think of the mid- Middle Ages, you will think you're out there in the first line fighting swords and shields no, and bashing. You would cut
2: yourself, get a fever, and die. (laughs) (laughs) Also that. But like we cannot use
0: an um, bow and arrow. I can't
1: Google WebMD, I don't have any signal. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: There's a contra-argument that we wouldn't have. I think it's down to the individual. It's it's you know, don't underestimate human. We're crafty motherfuckers. We are, and the thing is. Like, I thought, like, okay, I've been this and I spent a lot of time outdoors, but you know, I kind of feel like, ah, oh, it's been a lot of city life, you know? But the first time I camped outdoors alone in the dark, near the forest with high grass around been me, magical. Ho- I mean, magical <laughs> slash terrifying <Scary>. slash. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a fire going, you know, but like, holy shit, my ears. Just pick up on everything. everything. Dude, the the tiny, like a blade of grass, just like, you know, shaking his booty, you know, just like, what the fuck is that? You know, yeah, like a, yeah. a, a jackal, just like, you know, far away, and you just hear everything. Yeah, just tries to sip that way. Yeah, yeah, like your senses is like fucking coming back like crazy. Remind yeah. me, I read this interview with a guitar player of a metal band, and he said how he hid a vial of acid underneath his house in Australia. And how he crawled in, he he had some acid, but he wanted more acid, so he went back down there. And the, the acid, like, kicked in super hard way he was down there, and oh, then boy. he started, like, feeling ants, spiders, rats. Oh, yeah. Everything, like, crawling over him, you know? Yeah. And he said, like, he didn't panic. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? That is not a place I want to trip in. But he just said, like, how he became aware of the, of the, of the primal, you know, hunter instinct, the yeah. predatorial instinct of a human being. Yeah. Like, like, sure, a lot of people will... If everything, like, falls down, a lot of people will die. But, dude, there's going to be some real badasses coming out yes, of this. And they're going to be, like, dressed, like, in that new uh, in that new uh, Purge movie. You know, they're going to have, like, really rad outfits. Oh, you know? no, right, yeah. Everything is... I mean, whatever happens, I think there will always be beauty in the world because there will always be humans who connect. There will always yeah. be love. There will always be laughter. There will always be has. The worst things people... Are like is like, hey, you'll never believe what happened today. And, like, crazy story. I think... A lot of reason why people are unhappy in the city is because they're having such boring conversations. Oh yeah, like they don't talk about like you know. uh, Oh, you know they don't talk about
1: anything that we've talked to about in the last almost three hours. It's coming in
2: certain. It's coming in certain circles, but uh, but, it is. uh, We have to
1: fish it out like really slow. Well, in Germany, it
2: doesn't have like a lot of these. Like in Germany, like when you tell some story, at least like that's my experience. Like. Munich is a little strange you know they're completely different places I don't want to say Germany just like my experience with Germans is that certain stories if you tell them you can literally and you don't look particularly good in that story you can literally like feel your social standing going down you know and and here it's just like hey this is an hilarious story what the yeah. fuck you didn't plan for this you know it's just a nice anecdote and that takes the poison out of it you know yeah because if you feel that it there makes is it bearable exactly if there's no social repercussion for having had a bad experience you just realize oh okay that shit happens okay maybe I'll, hopefully you learn something from it i guess yeah but uh yeah it's um, damn you do a lot of things right here in Romania, and what really blows my mind is like where's coming where that super corrupt, super asshole elite is coming from? Because I don't know how they can be, how these I mean, they were kids at some point, right? And they must have been raised amongst kids who were like good kids, right? Like cool Romanian people must who were been, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So how where does that up? shift? Uh, where does that shift happen that they go like into the security and the political apparatus and just fuck people out of having? Good shit, you know, like hospitals that work with proper disinfectant. When I watched mm. Collective, like, I was like, oh no, they're not, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know if you watched the movie. No. Uh, the beginning, they show footage from, from, from the fire, and it's, it's I
1: was in London when that happened. I
2: had friends who had friends there who died. Yeah, fuck, man. So upset. And then you think what's happening in the hospitals, and yeah. miraculously, the guy has an accident. Dude, there are some really, really, really bad people here. I just don't know where the fuck they're coming from.
0: I always thought it's a process. So first of all, you have a lot of people that are just... They're going into politics for power. Mm. Because that's the main reason you will go to. Because probably either of us three, if we go into politics, we'll do a better job. But none of us will ever go into politics. I don't, I don't know. Will, because don't I'm not sure we, we can gain...
2: Uh, we, can, we, 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 we may be able to write better drafts for laws that are less like fucky. But will we get the majorities to pass them? No, that's what I'm saying. In the
0: technical aspect, we could take the better decisions. But we will never go to the whole... Shitstorm of whatever's hap- has happened ah, there. We'll but get dude, assimilated now. Oh, we'll but dude, but dude, that that's brings one me, thing.
2: That brings me back to like what we talked about earlier. Because a lot of thing, a lot of people think like, oh yeah, people went to like a spiritual process and everything. They're obviously better people, they're softer, they're kinder mm. and everything. And yeah, that's probably true for, for those who had a legit, you know, uh uh process. Uh but we have we have data from a country that looked like where supposedly their leaders were at least practicing Buddhists and you know full of trying to be compassionate, empathetic, and whatever. And that place is Tibet. And who did they hate? Pakistani or someone else? Uh, they have beef with the Chinese.
1: With the Chinese, yeah. Were there like a Tibetan or some kind of Buddhist monks who were really racist against something? Like, oh, that's that's Myanmar. That's my, that's, that's yeah, that's Myanmar.
2: Yeah, that that is a whole other fucking. That's so fucking depraved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Tibetans. Uh I had to read up on that because I was kinda like, hmm, I wanted to see like how did that form of religion like how did it impact their history, like mm. the social realities and stuff like that. And uh then I read this book and it was a modern history of Tibet and I wanted to know like what what were the statics in the country before the Chinese took over because I assumed the Chinese just came, battered everyone down, yeah, and that was like, it. This is mine now. Exactly. And it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> oh, i mean eventually yeah and then the chinese but first when they came they advised their soldiers to be like super super well-mannered and stuff like that and it was actually the first thing that kind of like toppled things was tibetan aristocrats realizing that they can make a lot of money by providing the chinese with what they need you know Uh so they started selling land they started making profits and stuff so you know that was like a first like you know ah this is good for us right but it started way earlier when the 13th dalai lama died uh, there was a tiny little reform movement about a guy who had, like, traveled to London and Europe and kind of, like, knew how the world worked, and, you know, he wanted to bring in some reforms because Tibet was basically, f- you know, it was a f- middle-aged state, you know? poor as fuck. Poor as fuck, and just, you know, I mean, rich culture and the people, like, you know, really treating each other well because, you know, hard life and everything, but, uh, uh yeah, and <laughs> one of his friends or whatever pretend told the guys who were in charge, that this guy who, who traveled and who wanted to reform a bit had a piece of paper on his desk that said that he wants to kill one of the stakeholders. <laughs> he just said that. They brought him in. It was a mock trial. And uh, he, the, guy who, uh, the guy who wanted to reform, he said, look, we'll do this thing where they get both tied to a post and you get whipped until one of them admits that they lied. So, you know, which is fucked up because basically the one with the biggest to- bigger pain tolerance wins. So yeah. that's not a way to do trial. And, uh, and then, they, uh, then they opted for an execution method, which I will not detail here because it's in the book and it's kind of a highlight. It's just so excruciatingly horrific, horrible torture that they did to this guy. And Jeez. these are supposedly enlightened dudes, you know, acting for the well-being of their country. And then it's like talking about like how monks were mobilized to fight each other in monasteries like dude that country was fucked really they had nothing absolutely nothing and then the chinese came and you know they just exploited all the divisions and stuff and it was super easy when the americans and conquer yeah exactly when the americans came with the cia guys to the to the tibetans and helped them the tibetans asking hey where's that big mirror which with which you can destroy entire cities (laughs) they thought the atom bomb was a mirror oh
3: my god no way so
2: you know i'm not saying this like to you know put them down like you know the fact that they survive in a hostile environment to that like speaks volumes about their badassery right yeah but they were completely oblivious to the realities of the world out there completely so and they completely suppressed all the reform movements with absolute brutal torture and 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 executions you know, and they didn't even do that themselves. You know, they got like their untouchables in the cast. You know, those who have <laughs> bad <laughs> that's karma. That's why they suffer, and that's why we don't have to take care of them because they have to live out their suffering. You know, it's like fuck these guys, and that's where I realized like Buddhism just as I mean, it has people. There are legit teachings in it, but obviously you have the guys who get the wrong idea, and they're like, oh, we'll. Use this little secret would tell people if they need brownie points, you know, so they can go to paradise or whatever, to nirvana, or have enough merit to live a life as an ascetic and practice mm. the teachings. So, no, again, you know, I think that is initially really good and can transform people's lives. It's just getting. Fucked with, and it's
0: yeah, getting it out of mass is, is very difficult. It's also about the system, because that's what I wanted to say with a political thing. I've heard stories about people that went in with a good intentions, yeah, but just the sheer fight for survival st- strips everything yeah. out of it, yeah. Like if I ever seen House of Cards,
2: yeah, yeah, of course. So there's, but th- it ended like the sixth season was like a fucking insult to intelligence. I don't know if you've I've seen s- it. I've,
0: I've dropped it yeah. so somewhere after the third one. Yeah, it's terrible or something like that. Yeah, but I know somewhere about that time I want to right after I just quit watching it, somebody asked, I think, Obama or whatever, some huge politi- political figure, if that's the way it actually works, and says yeah. like 80%, that's what it is. Right. So you can see how everything, so
2: common good kind of shows up the way because you don't have time to think about it. The, the thing is, though, and there's, there's a weird kind of beauty in it because, um, you know, if everyone was like a super awesome, super nice person, whatever, that would take the meaning out of being a good person. <laughs> or trying to better yourself.
1: Oh, you can apply that to anything. It's like, if you remove death,
2: right? What would f- the fuck is the purpose to live? Exactly. So all these things that really yeah. like are really unpleasant, they have their weird, beautiful, amazing place in this whole crazy thing, life called life, you know, and I it's not, of- I'm not, I'm not always like, you know, I don't always appreciate that, but like in my more, uh, in my more serene moments, I, I, I can definitely hmm. appreciate or like have some distance to it. And, uh, th- that makes it easier to deal with it, for sure. There's
0: this one thing that says that if we all come together and throw all of our problems or our bad things in, s- in a pile, Yeah. once we see everything that's in that pile, everybody would rush to get their thing back. <laughs> <laughs> like Exactly, because that's the bad things they know. Uh, yeah. There's, yeah, <laughs> that's <a good> one.
2: <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. Right? That's amazing.
0: And the thing with the system wow. that has bad parts, obviously you need them because you cannot strip uh, by, how do you call it, by Bina- no, binarily. Binary, binary, na- the, sorry. wow! Binary nature words. out of Use the words. Them. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> words, <laughs> motherfucker, do you speak them? <laughs> words. <laughs> so the binary nature of na- the binary binarity of nature—you cannot strip it down out of it. Duality, I think you mean. Basically, that's the yeah. synonym. Let's go with that. Yeah. If you ever fix something, there will be new problems that come out exactly. of it. Exactly. That's the one. Th- the way I feel the whole thing you mentioned with the fight for pronouns. We're Mm. just having life too good that we need to find new problems. (laughs) There will always be something that will come as a new thing. Yeah, we
2: have achieved... The Sapolsky talks about that too, you know. Just we have achieved such wealth that, you know, we have to create like these psychosocial pressures that just drive us insane. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's, But that's the thing. Like, life is this uh like have you guys ever seen a fractal you know just going yeah it's just, like, yeah. It's just like this fucking expanding of complexity you're basically. talking
1: about lsd trips and asking about fractals of course we've seen fractals of
2: course <laughs> but you know it's just really it's just so it's just so amazing really and and who are we to question it because like really i, I don't fucking like everything is so fucking like one of the things that kind of made me like go on to this whole thing was i was sitting super high with a friend from high school uh on the couch and we watched a documentary about uh, cosmology. Mm-hmm. You know, and then right. the camera like did this thing. You know, all the cameras on Earth. You know, it's like here, solar system. Uh, uh, continue, blah, Andromeda. Oh, Milky Way. I thought, hey, yeah, that's the universe. And I had no idea that you know the thing like a Virgo supercluster existed. And when I just uh-huh. saw just how fucking massively it's huge, insanely huge, all this stuff is I'm like.
1: <laughs> Have you seen Carl Sagan's Cosmos uh,
2: episodes and bits of it? Right. I, I I think I know you guys are big on that. No
1: yeah, we, yeah. I, I love i've seen it multiple times and i love you say
2: like the, sucking dick like during the entire yes, episode I yeah i did <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> I, I love the sagan cosmos a lot more than deline legras tyson they know the tyson is more visually appealing and the science is no, more of no, sagan is more on it but like, sagan's a fucking he's a it. he's a storyteller man he's yeah, a he's man. a fucking preacher yeah, he's sagan, amazing yeah
2: absolutely preacher of beauty
1: but regarding what you said earlier, like that's what pisses me off with the world. It's the fact that, cause you said about the torture and shit. Like I think it was Jordan Peterson or someone who talked about like how fucking we humans love torture and you can trace that back to like middle ages. We just tortured like anyone for no fucking reason just cause we could. Oh, yeah. And that's Spectacle. the thing. Like now we have, like you said, like we could have this amazing opportunity because it's mostly the most peaceful times we've had in whatever hundreds of thousands of years. Right. Mm, pretty it's much.
3: Like, we have this amazing despite opportunity. Everything. Yeah. Well,
1: despite everything, yeah. this is really like for most of the world, we're yeah. mostly in a really good position. And we don't we don't take advantage of that. We're still like bickering over pronouns and over whatever shit that we're making up in conspiracy Dude, theories.
2: We're, we're monkey brains working with smartphones. <laughs> we we trashed our we yeah. trash we, we trashed the immediate orbit so much that you know it's like difficult oh, to shoot it's rockets gonna, yeah, into yeah, space. Yeah.
1: We're gonna fuck ourselves up. Fucking we're not amazing. gonna be able to, to travel.
2: No no it, it, yep. I mean there has to be beauty in that in the chaos you know it's it's y-
1: I really hope we're not alone in the universe man I really <laughs> hope we're not because that would answer so many questions and it would maybe that's the thing that would be like maybe we should think more about what we're doing what kind Together, of questions yeah. The, the, just that the fact that like okay we're not alone what if they're hostile what if they're good what if they're whatever like maybe we should take care of our uh, planet more maybe if we should unite in a global way more maybe we should
0: go out and advance space exploration no way we we'll would just see another civilization and completely hate on them
1: yeah, well that's what much. the whole no, fucking that's what i'm ta- that's why i'm trying to get you to watch the expanse because that's what the fuck is about Watch the oh, isn't
2: that like that really dystopian way of where the working class is exploited in space, basically? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. <laughs> that's what I've been told the, it is. Yeah, they yeah. are
1: called the Beltas, man.
2: Oh, They have fuck. like the weird... Yeah, they have accent. like all weak bone structure. They can't even survive yes. on Earth anymore. Yeah, that's why they like tortured that. them. They, they just they just what?
1: make them stand. Oh, my God. And then the way they untorture them is they hang them up on a wall because that's when you're, like, hanging, right? So it doesn't hurt. <gasps> but then making them stand is, like, crushing their bones. I, I don't watch yeah.
2: series anymore since Game of Thrones. I thought, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really disappointed it, it, you that it, bad. Oh, man. It was shit. I, I, it was shit. <laughs>
1: It was we, really good to begin with the first few seasons. Like wow, but then, the first season, the second season yeah. already
2: when I rewatched it, I was like, oh wow, that's 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 a you lot of shock. You rewatched it? No, no. Well, before the le- before the last season started, oh, I you tried to thing. rewatch it, but it's yeah. like it's oh, boring. Okay, it's stupid. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th- see that. That was another like indication that, you know, people who have stuff, you know, just get away with doing shit things, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, once you're at the top, you know, you, you can get away with so much stuff. And I just don't understand because if I had like that power and I'm 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 totally open about this, I'm jealous that I don't have this power because I would really like to have a shot at seeing if it's really as difficult as these guys make it out to be. Because how hard difficult? can it be to have that power and just sit together with the other people who have power oh. and say, Okay, look, um, we have this problem. These people have no access to education. They have addiction issues. They have mental health problems. It's uh, costing us a lot of police work. It's making the c- cities unsafe. It's a lot of, it's a lot of locked potential. Of why do you think they g- don't do it? Wow. Dude, I don't know.
1: Because I've been wondering that as well. Like, why don't they just fucking okay, do so it? they could? They Akatola have the Okay, so is going
2: to tell you ego, <laughs> but it's just such an. What? Ink. would say, of course, it's ego which is probably true, but it's such an unsatisfactory answer.
1: My default answer would be more in tune with conspiracy theories with like, well, we want to keep the most of the world dumb.
2: Yeah. Is that a conspiracy it's not theory a, though? I don't know. <laughs> it's not a satisfying
1: answer for me either, but that's yeah. like what my mind goes to first. No, like, because well, they like probably when he's want sitting to at this dumb. desk,
2: when like the people are like sitting at the desk and saying, hey, should we do this thing? Uh, 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 I'm trying to like, you know just some uh natural um some pollution catastrophes you know that they're trying to keep on the lockdown instead of being old. like the russians with chernobyl first they were saying like there was nothing happening right holy shit not good not yeah, great. yeah 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 exactly bad, not great uh i think one of the most important things i learned in uh in uh in therapy and which is one of the hardest to integrate is taking responsibility or making things your responsibility not in a way i did like you know that fucked me up with my family shit by taking over like responsibility that is totally not mine but if you take responsibility for things going somewhat well and i think that's something that people admire about germany because we're like on that right there's like this thing has to work and it's your fucking responsibility and yeah somehow for some reason instead of other countries People take over that responsibility and work really hard. Like, we have a lot of people who find really creative solutions to, you know, keep shit running. It's really fucking amazing. And uh, uh, that sense of responsibility doesn't seem to extend to certain people. I don't know. That's such a hard question, really. That reminds me of. Uh, you can only give a dumb answer to that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what you said just now reminded me of, again of Asimov, because I was in London when I was reading it, and the first two books of The Foundation uh talk about this main guy who invented psycho history right yeah um and it also talks about the decline of society because that's what he pred spoilers that's what he predicts with psycho history that you know if you I predicted these things roughly right if you follow them you'll have whatever a thousand years of bad shit happening if you don't it'll be like ten thousand years <laughs> so you might want to do it but the way he comes to that in the first two books is he's traveling around like the capital planet or whatever of the Galactic Empire. And it was so cool because I was living in London. And I don't know, one of the shocking things in London to me was the fact that like everyone fuck it. Like, what's one thing you know about the UK? Rain. Right? It's fucking, it rains. You'd be shocked how unprepared they are in the metro stations for rain. Like, once it's like a little bit heavier rain, they're all fucking flooded. They're all shit. (laughs) I was shocked. So, I was reading this book (laughs) who talks about like the decline of society, how they go to like in the core of the capital planet and they discover like, oh shit, like all these beautiful domes that we have on the surface well, surface, they're all domed up, right? This planet's barren. But, like, all the domes that we have, like, function. They're, like, a bazillion blue-collar equivalent workers underground working the pipes and, like, pumping up heat from the core of the planet and shit. And they're like, who the fuck... Like, I was reading that, and I'm like, I wouldn't fucking know what that means. And I'm looking around me at the infrastructure in London and shit, like, there are smarter people than me doing this, but, like, what if a catastrophe happens? What if they die? What if, like... I grew up in an environment where, like, you need to be a lawyer or a programmer or a doctor. Like, no one is encouraging you to go and work on the fucking pipes in the heat core of the earth, right? right <laughs> like, right. who the fuck is managing that? And you start noticing these, like, the decline and, like, the sort of usage of time of, of everything around you. You're like, yeah. what? who's who's taking care of me, man? Like, I don't What am I doing? The what is if this shit collapses around me?
2: The thing, you don't even need to take huge amounts of measures to make people, like, you know, enjoy hard work, really. Mm. Like, you know, we roofers, you know, when we were on uh, construction sites where they would just put uh, uh, a case of water because, you know, we worked like at 40 degrees in the sun, you yeah. know, like they don't give a shit, you know, <laughs> you still have to work on the roof or at minus 10 in the winter, you know. Uh, and, and those who just prepared some drinks for us and stuff, it's such a small gesture, but it makes you just enjoy your work more because you're recognized. And it makes you work harder and better, too, because you're like, oh, they're kind. I don't know. It's just we humans, we function that way. Yeah. So I don't know why they just, there's just no kindness. And I just don't know because I see on my travels, on the travels I have so far, I've seen so much kindness for people, so much.
1: I get that from everyone who travels a lot. It's fucking. You read the news and people kill each other and shit, but then every person I've met who travels a lot, they're like, "No, people are kind. People are good." We had that with Neo Geo. We had that with Kienka from Africa, and he's like, "Yeah, man." And all the stuff I was saying, like they're happier, quote unquote, and whatever. Like everyone says the same thing.
2: I mean, okay, if you go like with a terrible vibe on the road, you know, like difference. Well, it's up to you. Experience is very absolutely right. But You like attract th- the energy that you uh, sort of Pretty much, but like, it's really amazing just how much out of the way people who are total fucking strangers will go for you. and uh, like, uh, Sometimes it straight up makes you feel bad. Like, holy shit, I was driving in the... Uh, we were off-roading with some Germans uh, in the Churkash uh, mountains, and we come out and we come to this lake and we want to go swim and <laughs> there's this guy who's like, hey, you guys want to come for lunch? <laughs> like well why lunch started at two thirty. do you know when we finished lunch 1 a.m <laughs> nice <That's laughs> holy a shit line. very nice dude and they just like dished out the food and you come. I was like you know but you know it's i mean i i hope they enjoy too because you know you share stories you know i speak a little by few words of romanian and, and you know just what you've seen on the road and you know it's uh i mean it's not it's not just that they're just giving you, you know it's a give and take because you know Obviously, I hope at least they enjoy the stories that you tell them from the yeah. road and everything. And some of them also gain inspiration for doing it themselves. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, people are overwhelmingly kind. I, I mean, okay, Oof, depends. If I was a woman, uh, if I had different skin color, if I had like a different religion or anything, yeah, you know, it's yeah, already experience different Experience would be thing. very different. Exactly. So yeah, experiences may vary depending on, And dude, like fuck, I'm two meters tall almost, you know. Uh, no one's gonna people, mess with you people are nice to me like i just have to not kill people and they <laughs> like me you know <laughs> basically like oh okay he's big but he's like okay he's not like you know he's not gonna <laughs> do I'm, things to me
0: also would what, <laughs> what you argue that it's kind of easier to help somebody you don't know than people near you that you almost don't know what do you mean like it's it feels like it's easier to help a stranger because you help him you get the gratification and then he's gone but then, mm. if I have somebody that's like close a wham-bam,
2: thank you, ma'am, good karma thing, exactly <laughs> kind of a thing. Because then I, ha- I have,
0: I have experiences when I have helped friends in the past, and they keep coming back, mm. and they keep coming back. They need more, or they need some more money, and they need that, and then they so with the stranger. It becomes a that. problem, and you would not have this problem with a stranger. It's like the stranger
2: is self-sufficient. I mean, he, exactly. He, he does it. I mean, yeah. it's uh, That's
0: uh, what goes through people's minds. No, not necessarily. I think because I've been wondering this as well. Like, why it, it might be? A, I help it might someone? be why it facilitates the whole thing. Obviously, people have to be good in order to help somebody else, but you also don't have the, all the attachment, the problems that can get attached to it. You yeah, just yeah, have yeah. this one instance of uh, you have one glimpse of uh, authentic human interaction, and yeah, then you're yeah, done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like there's a beauty Schultz of that with that, opening up, right? The,
2: there's right? a beauty to that in traveling. That yeah, it's kind of uh, you. You know, you don't have to deal with a certain situation for a very long time. Mm. It, it is convenient. I mean, eventually, if you do come home, like all these people are not really there. So what you get is a is a confirmation for the fact that. Uh, you can interact with strangers that's uh, i wouldn't interpret too much into it and that brings me back to something i was kind of mm-hmm. like alluding to earlier that that's why i don't think it's the ultimate lifestyle you know it's a super fun thing it's a very privileged thing to do especially if you do it like with a car like this i have no illusions about that you know but uh, but basically there are no excuses because you know i've seen people like doing it with a fucking you know they have 50 euros in their pocket they threw a roll of toilet paper in, their ba- in the in the in their backpack and they just went on the road, you know. You can do it like in literally every mode, whatever. I'm a little older, so I like a little comfort, a little reliability. <laughs> I like to have a comfortable place to sleep, sort of, you know, and being able to cook and bring some books. So you know, it's like pure luxury. But uh, dude,
1: I know this guy from Timișoara who I was supposed to get a. He's a like tattoo artist. I don't yeah. know what he. I guess he's a tattoo artist. I have to guess that's his main thing um and i was supposed to get a tattoo with him but i i, I took too long to decide what i wanted to get mm. and the moment i was like dude i know why i want to get tattoo let's meet up and he's like oh i've already i've already moved out <laughs> he's he's tr- right now he's traveling for he's been traveling for like the whole all summer or like at least a month or two nice. maybe three months he's been traveling with his girlfriend just hitchhiking backpacking with like i don't know what not a lot i guess right going from rave to rave they're like raver, like dreadlock, tattooed oh, people. okay, cool. Young, they're young. I think yeah. they just finished university or something. Yeah. Um, just just hitchhiking throughout Europe, going from rave to rave, and eventually he's gonna go to Barcelona and settle there. Nice. That's his plan. That's the, like that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, the what other. What was extreme, I doing when I was twenty three?
2: <laughs> the the other extreme are uh, backpackers. I don't know if you've ever heard of these extreme backpackers. No, no. The, the extreme other. The back. other extreme. Oh right. The one extreme of this, uh, because there are people who literally exploit that kindness. They're like people who like take off with uh, who just beg in South Korea or like, you know, at airports and stuff like, Hey, support our world trip and shit like that. You know? All right. I'm like, dude, you're going to countries where literally (laughs) the minimum wage is like a fucking fraction of your country. And you don't even and, and, and you you yeah. shamelessly exploit the hospitality of these people, you know. It's mm. like that's something that doesn't sit well with me. Like if you travel, like holy shit, like at least like you know, figure out a way to support plan. yourself, yeah. plan a little bit or whatever. But uh I mean I, I guess they get through with the two and they have amazing experiences. It's just that for me that wouldn't work. That's kind of uh not, yeah, don't sure. exploit don't don't exploit the hospitality. There's so much of it and but I don't know why that doesn't translate to the to the to the to the to the big rooms, you know. It's I, I really don't know. Uh to the big rooms where the big bosses are doing their decisions like in politics oh. and the economy. Uh-huh. People. <laughs> complete, just different they people. have to be. They have to. It's just completely and I mean, based on my experience in boarding school, I can just tell you like, yeah, those people are breeding fucking insane kids, you know, and just you know, it's just that's the only way how they can get self-worth, you know, being very successful, making a lot of money and uh and stuff, and uh it's it's unfortunate because there's some really good kids there who could probably direct those resources and possibilities at really constructive things. But I guess we still it's like therapy until the world like gets a better place. It has yeah. to hit like rock fucking bottom, you know. Yeah. Like maybe this maybe we have to turn the earth into a barren place before we can make it reconstruct it go to again. Mad Max to come back kind of, the yeah, 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 yeah. of Eden. yeah yeah that would be wow, that would be kind of crazy though. Well, that, ta- that's
0: exactly what has to happen. Like think of any idea you have that will make the world a better place that's arguably a good idea to make the world a better place if you take drastic action in that direction the system will collapse everything will be chaos but out of that chaos something good will come in like for instance when you said europe just stopped making trades with china i mean everything will fall on its head but maybe something good will arise out of it
2: there would be chaos but people hate that yeah, <laughs> but exactly. the thing is after you've been like there will be some suffering that's uh, uh, that's why that's why perhaps a process like uh like having had mental health problems to deal with is kind of conducive because you're like yeah chaos is, has been kind of the norm and you're kind of like addition yeah. to it and when your worst enemy is on the outside and you came over that like what little is happening on the outside unless they're like you know ss guards you know looking for people to torture you know it's not really it's not really that much of a big deal you know and uh when people pull together like maybe that's like the biggest lesson they could learn you can disagree with someone and still love them oh yeah <laughs>
1: indeed <laughs> you are not the first person on the podcast to, to preach that
2: oh yeah but it's it, it can't be preached enough you know it's yeah, uh, true, it's true, it's, it's, true. it's literally as old as humanity like every person that has anything to say about happiness will t- will say that, you know all these fucking people, and it always comes back to the same thing. you know it's like he, like probably I could totally have a friend who believes in lizard people like as long as he doesn't you know as long well, okay, there's a the question, right? <laughs> How far do you let him go right? <laughs> Where yeah. does the love stop? like when does he because oh yeah, like when I went to these uh, to these uh, addiction meetings, suddenly we had a new guy. Uh, they were online right so uh uh there was this new guy holy shit total fucking asshole <laughs> you know would interrupt people during their shares uh, oh, would man. complain about stuff you know would just like being super antagonistic so what do you do as a group obviously you're interested in recovery so obviously you want to apply you know the loving inclusion you know you want to be supportive you know because you understand mm. obviously it's not really himself, but he's totally fucked in the head and he needs help, you know? And uh but then you realize there's limits to what you can do. And when you realize that one rotten apple pollutes the whole fucking thing, people stay away from meetings, people fall off the wagon, you know, because this fucking guy showed up. What do you do? Oh wow. What do you do? What did you do? Uh he I ended see. up getting banned. He <laughs> was first he was muted for a while we're like hey dude you can attend you can listen but you know you you're fucking the shit up you're insulting everybody you're bringing just the worst kind of vibes me he sent me like pictures of his self-harm and everything that's like oh god yeah it was really bad dude and uh it's like what do you do and this is always the basic problem because like there's a group of people that functions really well and eventually grows to a size where you get the bad apples so what do you do with them you can't fucking i mean yeah, I guess tribes did that before, you know. They just let them fall off the road or whatever. But we wrote on our flags that, hey, we're democracies and, you know, we're taking care of everyone. So, But we have to find a way how to deal with the bad apples in an efficient way. We really do. And oh. I think all the stuff that we talked about on the individual mm. level can really contribute to that.
0: Indeed, but at a certain point, up to a point, you have to apply some tough love right? He has to understand that what he's doing is wrong and he's yeah like my
2: parents you know at some point i had to make them understand what they do is wrong and the only way to do it is by making them feel the making them feel the consequences of their actions
0: and then you apply consequences you muted him he still didn't got it then you ban him then if, yeah, but probably if,
2: now he's, like, you know, in some ditch or whatever. <laughs> I, I get it,
0: but if, if, if getting kicked out of a support group doesn't tell you you're a shit human being, then nothing will ever will. Yeah. That's,
2: holy shit, I never, thought, for some like, reason, just, I never just thought think about, about it. that. You're, you're in the
0: most inclusive place <laughs> That out is the true. whole world holy when you shit. got kicked out. How the the recovery, are groups are,
2: recovery groups are, uh, honestly, what pissed me off the most about the church is it has the huge potential for providing comfort. Oh, boy a uh, 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 mental health assistance in in crises, if any fucking one should understand that life is difficult like through the example of Jesus Christ they like, even if it's just a story, I don't even give a shit if it's real. you know there's a story of a guy who got nailed to a cross and died. like it's really unpleasant. <laughs> so if anyone knows about fucking suffering is that character in that story and <laughs> and what they do instead is just making of all this fucking ceremonial bullshit like yeah. put like this fucking wall of gold in their fucking yep. thing. Instead of, like, providing housing, uh, 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 counseling for addiction, uh, 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 nope. using their riches to support pray. community pro-
1: uh, projects. Sit in your corner and pray. Here's a bunch of books. Pray. Do nothing else. Give me money so I can tell you what to pray more. It's so incredibly lazy, really.
2: Yeah. But there, on there's... the flip
1: side, see, it's like, what are you like? Which religions are you targeting primarily when you say this?
2: Uh, all of them, without exception.
1: Well, see, that's the thing because. My biological father is a Pentecostal, right? Neo-Protestant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And all the shit that I hear, and I've been a few times for like weddings and whatever. They're really inclusive. They're really very different from Orthodox and Catholic. Mm. Orthodox and Catholic are old, fucking ritualistic shit like that. I don't.
2: I don't think that's. I don't think that has anything to do with them pen- being Pentecostal. Uh, with all due respect, I, I believe that's probably because they have someone at the at the top of their organization locally who just knows how this shit is done properly well yeah that's and you th- can find them anywhere because there's some orthodox priest in some village who's a total well, fucking yeah. badass of course uh, Or an imam course. who's a total badass you can find them anywhere but they're, they're because this shit is hard you know yeah, it's know. so like imagine you come like oh i'm 24 you know i just started theology or whatever mm. like equivalent it is in whatever uh thingy and now i'm like considered like some kind of like head thingy in my community i i I have had zero i have zero experience of life (laughs) yeah zero like i understand now why old people look down on young people because like i'm approaching my 40s and well especially also due to what this is like you know you need trajectory you know until you can really know what a person is is about and you don't have that some people have it but most don't in our in our sheltered society a lot of people don't have it (laughs) and uh um uh yeah and it's like young journalists you know it's like what the fuck are you you just come out of journalist school and you want to explain to me how this world is run and, you know how we should think about all these issues and whatever instead of just reporting on them yeah it's uh uh and and then they have all that power and of course they're like oh shit i have all these amenities i have all this nice stuff there was a fucking cardinal in germany he built himself a mansion for like it was supposed to cost like 30 million, but then it exploded to like 120 million because he had like golden doorknobs and shit. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's... <laughs> and it was like a big scandal when it came out. But, you know, the, it was well ahead already, but it was almost finished until it finally came out, you know? And I can imagine that here in Romania, there must be a dime of dozen stories like that. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. the
1: big fucking megachurch in Bucharest, right? the fuck is it called? Really? I, I haven't uh, heard about uh, it. Uh, Monastiria. Um, no. Uh, neamului. Yeah, that's the that's one. That's what the one. fuck is it called? Biserica monastire. The big one. What's the big one called?
2: I no. missed it. Catedrala. Catedrala. Catedrala Oh, nea- yeah, Catedrala it's it's, it's like oh you it's have a church. new cathedral?
1: It's this gigantic fucking a bunch of city block equivalent size mega church, right. o- orthodox, big golden everything, big. Ba- it's like just fucking build housing, <laughs> fight <laughs> hunger. Like, what the fuck are we
2: doing? Well, that would mean imposing that Well, yeah. Have you read The Brothers Kar- Karamazov?
1: No, the whole Dostoevsky shit's on the list. Right, right. Of course. Because of because of Peterson.
2: Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he 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 made them fashionable again. Yeah, yeah. He promotes it yeah. a lot. Unfortunately, he went toe to toe with an actual communist expert, and only with only reading the manifesto that kind of didn't do him any favors, yeah. but. uh so yeah, those, so yeah, say S like the fucking Grand Inquisitor story, man. You gotta read that. Like don't don't even read the whole book, just read that part. That's uh, because it's that's why it's it's a lot. It's it's that those brings us, that ties ties it that ties into everything we talked about because if you Jesus in a way, that's what the Grand Inquisitor basically said. Jesus is a fucking asshole. He put the responsibility for your salvation and your well-being and your ability to 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 act positive to to yeah, to act positively in the world. Uh, he put that responsibility in your hands he's saying the salvation is there but you know you have to work for it you have to work for it you have to you know that's why that's why giving and stuff all these actions who are against your sense of self your sense of self-preservation that connects you to the whole gigantic size of life because it's selfless you know and what you want in the end is dissolve the sense of self not to the point that you can't function as a human being you don't become a zombie as a result you just understand that You are spiritually incredibly valuable, but biology hopelessly expandable. (laughs) Mm. And you don't make a big fuss about it because this is just how life is. So it's this crazy duality thing again. And he's basically saying what we did at the church Is taking that cruel responsibility from the individual and saying all you have to do is show up on Sunday and give me your money. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, that's good. Oh god, I hope there is no one like literature guy listening to this, like telling me, "Oh god, no, this is all wrong." But that's basically (laughs) what I got out of it, you know. Yeah, for and and I gotta say, you know, like holy shit, that's 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 kind of (laughs) genius, because like for the first three hundred years of Christianity, they were the persecuted guys. Yeah. While they were under pressure, they worked perfectly. Strong communities, people who held themselves to a standard, who really held those teachings high, who fucking got themselves eaten by lions because they believed this shit. I'm like, whoa. Respect. Yeah. I'm not sure if I could do that. Holy no. shit. No. <laughs> it was like, lying. Oh, no, this Jesus guy. Fuck that guy. They're
0: gonna <laughs> lie through your teeth like, fuck that shit. Jupiter!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Praise wrong. Bitches, exactly. And, and, yeah, but they held out, and then some fucking guy comes along, wants to win a battle, thinks he sees a cross, paints it on the shields, wins a battle, makes it state religion, and it just all goes downhill from there. A couple yeah. of hundred they years invent later. They invented thing like hell. You know, they're yeah. like writings from this time. We're like, well, the notion of hell is obviously wrong, but God, it's useful. Mm. <laughs> you can just keep people in line so easily with that shit, you know? And yeah. probably we just need more education, you know, so that people, but, uh, you know... Why would you educate that? people that are supposed to do bullshit jobs? You know? Like if you go into a mall, you just see people like sitting behind their stands and all they do on their... They just sit on their, on their phone phones all day. Waiting for a client to come in. Waiting for a client. They're just feeding their heads with bullshit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe someone is writing a novel or like drawing on their thing. That happens to me. Like sometimes you really gotta... Sometimes people do constructive shit on their yeah. phones. Yeah, it did
0: happen to me that I saw once a cab driver that had Dostoevsky on the board of his car. Oh, nice. I'm like, oh shit oh shit guys but it,
1: yeah that's rare we are thirty three hours and 25 minutes in yeah oh, I mean, really I, I didn't want it to one eight o'clock. o'clock and i need to pee you need to pee is this well, a good time to stop the episode i, I think it's a good time to stop I, I think, think we covered is, everything I <laughs> <is>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, god i hope <laughs> i don't know how long our episode with neo geo is which is our longest it's three hours something but I think the speed It wasn't three hours and a half. It was no. something, either six or 16, uh, something that I'll will quickly park. check, but uh, it's...
2: Well, I mean, I didn't set out to, like, make it the longest, but I really no. enjoyed talking to you I guys. did. It was fun.
0: Some of what uh, y'all did, one of you did said we were going to go past three hours, or you said that you are able to do it. Yeah, yeah. I just said I'm I able knew, to, and do and we to, to do it. I didn't say we were going
2: to do it. But I was actually right. thinking when you told hopefully me you not w- because I have to sleep and because I have this huge yes. hike tomorrow. <laughs>
3: what fucking episode well. was it? <laughs> <No, laughs>
1: well, it's fine. I'm too excited for the hike anyways.
2: I, 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 don't, uh, I don't... You're going to uh, love it. So our episode yeah. of
1: Neo Geo was... Oh, it was two hours and 47 minutes because we had to cut a bunch of bits, oh. the whole intro bit from it. All right. So this is... Yep, yeah, you win. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get a cookie <laughs> we have this guest. Yes, well, I, I do have yeah, cookies yeah, you can yeah. Have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, as is tradition yes. uh, at the end you get about 20 seconds to plug whatever the fuck you want like uh, a book oh. uh, hopefully which you have not wanna, plugged in yet because you've yeah. plugged a lot of
0: cool shit <laughs> <laughs> like, anything
1: anything you want the world to know okay. whether if it's about you or anything in general sure. a book or a tv show or it's something a you're TV doing <laughs> whatever man anything uh, you go. Well, I guess uh,
2: what would be awesome. Uh, I have an Instagram where I post uh, my photos and some writings, which is da dot vasaman, which is W-A s e r m a n. We'll link it. We'll link it cool and uh yeah just follow me there i keep people posted on my progress with the novel my photography and everything and uh, that's the hub that's where informed shit so that's all i got going on at the moment so
1: your instagram is like your main channel of.
2: i have one i don't have twitter i don't have any of the other shit it's just really it's just really nicely contained there and it Mm -hmm. works pretty fine and uh yeah my my book is going to be called hopefully i think the soul bleeds before dawn that's the title oh that's beautiful thank you and uh I'll uh, keep you guys posted when it's out. It's a lot of work I have to do. I hope I can finish it during the winter. But uh,
1: so next year. Yeah, we'll be forward If forward. I right. find
2: a publisher who likes it, you know, I mean, I don't know. But uh comes to Romania,
1: I'm sure you'll find one here.
2: Yeah, a friend said he's just going to re- uh, translate into Romanian and then just publish it here. So, who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll come out in Romanian before it comes <laughs> out in English. <laughs> so, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank
1: you, David, for being here. Thank this is a long ass awesome talk. Yeah, thanks. Is great. Yeah. Thank you, Paola, for recommending David
2: yeah. to come no, here. No, I'm glad to like, talk about these things because I think like they really need to be talked about and people yes. uh, need to know that there is a way out. And I know that maybe they're not you know, in it or not ready yet, but you're not, not alone. Yet, them, yeah. but, you, know, you're not you got alone.
1: us and you got tangents and you got David. <laughs> um, thank you, Colleen. Thank you, myself. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 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 um, um, and yeah, that's it. See that's you all it. next time. I'll see you next time. And have a good one.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.